It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You got the touch. This is Stan Bush, and you're about to you transform and roll out here on the Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown. Weep, Grana, weep, Ninibong. Oh, weep, Grana, weep, Ninibong. As Redgar just said, a universal greeting to everyone as we welcome you to a very special episode of the All Things Transformers brand here at the GeekCast Radio Network. Whether it's TFG1, Unleashing the Beast, or Getting Tapped, we are now in the prime time with the Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown. I am one of your hosts, TFG and Mike. Joining me, as always, is the rubber ducky loving Steve Megatron. Wow. No. <laughs> from that burnt out planet of Char, we have Optimus Solo. Why do I got to be from Char? Hey, he was in a plasma bath. He was getting re energized. Okay, fine. You don't want to be re energized? You can be from the planet of junk. Yes. Oh. They like fixed it. themselves. That's right. <laughs> Surrounded they're by my collection of junk. I like it. <laughs> they're indestructible, and they're everywhere. <laughs> and rolling to our rescue is Pecan Court Michael. How's it going? It, it, it's going. Sometimes I wish it would stop. Hmm. Dark. He says that every week. <laughs> Technically, he says that every day. Well, yeah. <laughs> I have summoned you here for a purpose. Nobody summons Megatron. No. Ah, yes, the purpose of our episode today. Today we begin to discover the fates of Transformers characters everywhere. I got better things to do tonight than die. Don't worry, you home-wrecking fool, Springer. No one is going to die tonight, but we're going to be revealing our top 100 Transformers characters. So how exactly do we do that? Good question! Well, Mirage, we have collected rankings from 33 of the biggest Transformers fans around the internet. Really? Yes, really. We've obtained rankings from... The four people we have here tonight, Optimus Solo, Steve Megatron, myself, and of course, Speaking on Court Michael, along with TV's Mr. Neil, DJ Valentine from Simplistic Reviews, Alex Ricci from This Week in Geek, the crew over at Moonbase 2 Podcast, my fembots, Amy, Heather, and Nicole, Transformers ADJ, Transformers Reanimated, Yoshi and Greg, Collection, CollectionToys.com, Bondo Mike, who is a super fan of ours, 
the AllSpark actually donated a list to us. Thank you so much. Some guy named Joel. Don't know who that guy is, but uh, okay, sure. TFU.info from Anthony over there. Cool Krishna. So that is Autobotacon97 Reviews on YouTube. Along with our another big fan of ours for the 12 years of the GCR and has been around, Mr. Tim Silvers. John over at Icon Dispatch. Uh, the Comic Concierge, Dan Clark, who is another contributor, a uh, longtime producer here at the Geek Cast Radio Network. Robo Apollo from Icon Online. Another superfan, Scanner51. The guys from Triple Takeover, which is a new Transformers toy discussion podcast that I've been listening to. Love those guys. They have a great episode on being a completist. The TFLYP crew, Lucas and all of them over there, Solatron, Sam's Forge, and we have some superstars for the first time. Actually, I need to mention uh, the other two YouTubers, Rodimus Primal and Pia, longtime friend Pia of the network. I actually just recorded with him a little while ago. We also have some superstars, a few names in the Transformers uh, creative fandom that you all will know mr benson Yi, who basically helps in the savior of transformers with beast wars he yeah. submitted a list it's a good guy that's right writer tyler blazinski who wrote the four issue arc of constructicons rising for transformers galaxy friday w publishing and artist extraordinaire kcw collar so thank you to everyone who submitted lists. And to those of you who decided not to participate in the program, well, you can just go Kremzeek off. Oh, that's rude. Not really. They were rude to me first. <laughs> they were here, I'm going to cram this spreadsheet right up your backside. Thank you uh, to everyone who submitted a list. <laughs> yes. We, we appreciate it, and we know that we are glad and grateful for fans like you. Nope. I've never seen anything like this before. Absolutely. We provided these kind folks with a list of over 800 characters and asked them to help us narrow that list down to a top 100 list. In that case, I say it is survival of the fittest. Do I hear a second on that? Aye. And against? The eyes have it! Get! Make room for others! Don't! Oh, how it pains me to do this! Wait, I still function! Wanna bet? Megatron has, how shall we say, departed. I nominate myself as the new leader. Wait, the Constructicons form Devastator, the most powerful robot. We should rule. Soundwave superior, Constructicons inferior. Who are you calling inferior? Nobody would follow an uncharismatic bore like you. Hey, nobody calls Soundwave uncharismatic. Constructicons, unite! No way! 
these Decepticons, they gotta shut up already. You don't get to decide who gets ranked where, and anyway, all the rankings have already been completed. In fact, a grand total of 450 total votes of characters received. Wow. Huh. All, all the rankings... characters. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. All the rankings have been compiled by Optimus Solo into one master list. We let him do all the meth because, uh... He's crazy and actually enjoys all that nonsense. Fun? Remind me to discuss your definition of fun sometime. Exactly. So he is the only one at this point who knows who ranks where. The rest of us will be learning of the rankings for the first time along with you. Mm, will Autobots rule the countdown or will Decepticons take it over? In the end... One shall stand, and one shall fall. And who? Who will be the number one character overall? I think the answer is obvious. And who will be the number one character overall? It will be me, Megatron. Yes. A lot of time and effort has been dedicated by everyone who submitted rankings, and many times tough decisions had to be made. Just remember, there's a thin line between being a hero and being a memory. Exactly, Optimus. But without further ado... Time to find out. Alright, that's right. It's time once again for another Top 100s. Hopefully you enjoyed that intro and got the gist of what we are doing here. We also had the, uh, the whole intro episode to kind of explain it. But before we get going into the actual rankings, I just want to real quick get a little bit of business out of the way. First of all, as he said in the intro, I'm the only one with all of the information. And because of that, I apologize. Uh, for any types of uh, stuttering, delays, or clicking you might hear from my end, but just uh, let's face it, I am dealing with a whole lot of information and spreadsheets and, and internet tabs and stuff like that on my end, so I apologize as I try to keep this thing in line and going on the correct path and getting the information to you guys. Hopefully, Mike, Steve, and Michael will help me out uh, with uh, doing most of the talking so I can do the navigating, so that's kind of how that will work. Um, hey, Michael. He does a lot of what? Meth. That's right. Meth! It's a Phineas and Ferb jokes, folks. It's a Phineas and Ferb jokes, folks. Joke, folks. God, I can't talk tonight. (laughs) It's probably a very small Venn diagram that overlaps Transformer fans and Phineas and Ferb fans. And it probably includes, like, me and Blanchard. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a few more in that little little pie. Um, but anyways, we're going to be going over numbers 100 through 76 uh, today, and uh, we'll have some future episodes where we're going to be going over the other sets of 25 as we make our way to number one. Steve, it's been a week since we recorded the introduction episode. Um, now that we're kind of focused in on just 100 through 76, you've been through some of these countdowns before. You kind of know what to expect in that first set of 25. So is there anything that you're interested in seeing come in this quarter of the countdown? Um, well, I, I know G1 is going to be pretty much splattered across all of them, <laughs> um, as well as probably some of the, the, uh, the Japanese uh areas and uh, of the the franchise and probably some of the comics i expect some of the beast wars characters but not i don't expect many of them in this portion of the countdown uh but i could be wrong 
I I could totally be wrong. I don't know, man. There, there, there are those diehard G1 fans that go into, you know, fan groups with other creators and just completely crap all over Beast Wars on Facebook. And you know what's <laughs> funny? We've gotten crapped on by G1 for the last 20 years since, uh, you know, they, they can't seem to move off of G1. Yep. <laughs> Um, it's we talked about a little bit in the introductory about some of the different categories that we might be looking out for guys and I did do my work uh, within this last week so I do have tallies of what we're going to see as far as um, different uh, kind of continuities whether it be Beast Wars G1 etc I also have a male female tally I have bad guys good guys tallies I have also the kinds of transformers so I have tallies of how many seekers you know uh, and the different types of uh kind of uh types of of transformers that you had whether it be cassettes cars you know um triple changers headmasters pretenders whatever it is i have all those tallies so we'll be looking at that as we kind of go through um one of our contributors is probably going to be upset after this episode maybe <laughs> i don't know because we're going to go over his um Almost his entire top ten in this episode. So, oh no! Um, Mike, is it Mike? <laughs> no, but there is somebody that is going to lose quite a few of their top ten picks just in this first introductory episode. We're also going to be revealing um, one person's number one pick overall today. Um, so that'll fall wow. in in the one hundred through seventy six slot. So it's going to be interesting. I have as much of the data as I can, and we'll try to sift through that uh, and make it some fun. But uh, hopefully, between the four of us, we don't have too many blind spots. The Transformers fandom and and the history of Transformers is is huge. Um, whether it's G1, whether it's Unicorn Trilogy, the Beast Wars, Beast Machines era, the more modern stuff with War for Cybertron and, and Prime and all of the comic goodness and the stuff from across the seas, you know, all the Japan stuff. So there's a lot to try to know, and I don't know how many people have a have a you know been genius level across the entire board we all seem to have our little spots that we are specialized in or that we gravitate towards so we'll see how much we can cover but uh, it's going to be interesting mike any last words for you um, before we get into the actual numbers (laughs) i'm just wondering if that person's top 10 list is um the writer anyway uh <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see who falls where because the bottom half of a top one hundred is always like who who barely scraped by and who didn't even like I know you do this sometimes in these things where you talk about oh this person just missed at one oh one or one oh seven or right. whatever kind of thing. And it's going to be interesting to see who barely made it and who didn't just missed it by that much. By that much. And Michael Wilson, you have not been with us, I don't think, for too many of these top 100 records. Are you sure you're ready for this? Absolutely. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. I was born ready. To give you guys an an idea of where we're starting out points-wise, because we will give some point totals, even though it might not mean a whole lot to a lot of people, but that's how we tally it is points and uh our number 100 pick today is actually would have had to have averaged um basically 87th across all 33 lists in order to make this list so there's no cheapies as far as getting in on this list we're starting around the almost getting into the 500 point total so we're going to go from 480 points to 612 today so 
about 132 point spread here in this episode. And a lot of them are separated by very few points. As far as my way to tease you guys, I guess, um, cause I usually at least give you guys the last out. Um, those that just didn't quite make it, I'll just throw out three that didn't make it. Um, and we won't go over any of the other ones cause I don't want to spoil anything else, but the three closest within five points of making the list, that means all someone would have had to do was rank them 94th and they would have made it onto the list. Um, those would be at 475 points. We had blue streak at 477. We had night beat. And at 479 points, we had only missing it by one point would have been Thunderwing. So those are the three that just missed it. Any um, particular continuity or just? Just in general, those characters, uh, we, we, I guess we can talk about that real quick since you brought it up. Unless there's a massive difference in the character, we tried to lump most continuities together. Um, just because we didn't want a list that consisted of 50 Optimus Primes um, or 50 Megatrons or something like that. So we'll try to deal with that as we kind of come through it. But those were just kind of the general ones. So let's get this going. Take it over, Megatron. It's 100. That's right. We are at number 100. And starting off, guys, we're starting with a tie. <laughs> so we have a tie. Is this the only tie this episode? No. Um, oh, there, will, there will only be one tie after this episode, but this episode features four of them. Oh, um, Lord. So, but they've all, outside of this one, this is the only kind of catch because the other ones were all assigned a ranking. So whether it be like, you know, 95 and 94, they each held a spot there. So it's not like we're going to have. 29 characters revealed this time it's but with a 100 there's no way to not let one of them in so this is like we're technically going to have 101 characters um so we'll go with both of these i guess at number 100 but we'll start with the first one i guess losing in some type of weird like third degree tiebreaker because they were both on the same they both had the same amount of points they both were on the same number of lists which means their average ranking was the same so the only way i can separate this is which one achieved a higher ranking and one of them was ranked at their highest at 13, and one of them was ranked highest at 7. So the, the one at 13 we will go over first, and that is Inferno from Beast Wars. As you command, my queen. Oh, I do wish you'd stop calling me that. No! So Inferno from Beast Wars is our first entry into the countdown. Highest ranking was 13. He also had a 19th ranking, 21st, 25th, 27th, and then 40, 86, and 97. Um, Steve, you are the biggest Beast Wars fan possibly amongst us, although we all love it. So uh, I'll let you open up, though. How do you feel about Inferno making the countdown? Well, one, I'm very happy that he made the countdown because, let's face it, Beast Wars has much less characters than any other portion of Transformers fandom. Absolutely. Uh, and and they kind of tried to keep that ratio even if they, you know, replaced the character with somebody else. Uh, I, I'm kind of disappointed that he hit this far down on the list. Like, yeah, I mean, I know I probably ranked him because I can't remember what I had right now uh, much higher than this. Uh, but uh, the same token, like, I, I would have expected at least, you know, somewhere in the top 75. There are two things I remember from this character. You will burn, Maximo. And yes, my queen. (laughs) (laughs) I do wish he'd quit calling me that. 
Yeah, so interesting that Inferno Beast Wars, we have a Beast Wars character that kicks it off. Mike, what do you think that holds for the future of the countdown and Beast Wars character? Is that a good sign or a bad sign for the number that we'll see? Again, even though Beast Wars always saves the franchise somehow, like Steve said, it's got the least amount of characters. Right. So like G1, unless... G1 seemed to kind of like the, the purists of G1, not the ones that are more cultured and, you know, <laughs> enjoy other series as well. Basically, um, he's trying to say it. He won't say it, but I will because I'm a crude, rude dude. The assholes of G1. Well, I was trying to just be, you know. Mike's just trying to piss everybody off. Mike's like, <laughs> he's like, good night, everybody. And we're like, um, we're like, no, no, keep, please keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Powers, uh, what's your opinion on the character? That would be Michael Wilson, not Michael Why Powers. I have to say Michael Powers? Good Lord. I don't know. What? Jesus. What? We got too many That's Michaels. That's my secret agent name. <laughs> no, we well we we do grab it towards you know towards Michaels here. Good lord, so. we can, can can we have a limited number of Michaels on the network? Um, no, just kidding. Um, my, Michael, what do you think of Beast Wars Inferno, voiced by Jim Burns? Do you like him as a character or not? I do. I, I kind of consider Inferno as a minor character because <laughs> uh, he didn't uh, he didn't spend a lot of time on screen. But I mean, we never saw like a a, a transmetal Inferno. You know, right, but uh, you know, I think it's fitting that he, you know, at least made the cut. Yeah, I think uh, not. To, pardon the pun, but I, even though he was only on screen limited amount, I do think he maximized his time on screen to make an impact. Well, he did burn out some of the other, you know, some of the losers <laughs> that couldn't make the list. Right. So <laughs> you, you could say he was. You could say he was on fire. You know, compared to those ones that didn't make the list. <laughs> Exactly. And I see kind of why he made it in by the skin of his teeth, because uh, he's 72 years old. What? Yeah, Jim Burns. Burns. Oh, Oh, Jim Burns. Burns. 70 years old. I was about to say, it's like the... 15th uh, anniversary or 20th anniversary. I didn't, I didn't do my Michael, my Mike humor stretches yet. So I wasn't prepared for that. Um, all right. So the tie with Inferno goes to another character that I am hoping that you guys can help me out with because I'm not super familiar with this character. Um, let's go ahead and get our first female character out of the way right here. Tied for that 100 spot. Same amount of lists, same amount of points. We're going with a character that's probably best known for the IDW appearances, and that would be a character named Nautica. Oh, yes, Nautica. She was... She's a good character. Yeah, she's a good character. She actually has been around for a while. Uh, She mainly stars in IDW, uh, but... um, she was also in the Titans Return material and more. She's actually currently in the 2019 IDW continuity, too. Yeah, so both the 2005 <laughs> and the 2019 continuity mm-hmm. for IDW, big appearance. Uh, Mike, you, you, both Michaels, um, you guys seem to reacted close. So, Mike, what do you think first of, of her appearing on the countdown? I'm glad she uh, did. He said Mike, not Michael. Did he? Yes. <laughs> Open your ears, old bot. Uh, I like it. I, I, you know, when I was reading the IDW phase two books, I thought she was an interesting character. I thought she was fun. Comics needs, you can't just fall back on 
every repaint of Optimus Prime, so they need new and interesting characters, and she was one of those ones that always added something to the stories that she was in. Michael, what about you? Uh, I like this character in that she was new. I mean, mm-hmm. she didn't have like a G1 counterpart. They kind of made her uh, kind of like to be a friend to Air, um, uh, Windblade. Yeah. And, and at first I'm like, oh man, they're just making stuff up at this point. But as you get to know the character, it, she just has so many layers. Just, she was so well written. We'll put it that way. And after a while, it's like, wow, I really like this character. And, and I can't imagine not having this character in the continuity. And this just highlights my blind spot of IDW stuff. I need to read more of it. I'm, it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, you will love it. If you start at the death of Optimus Prime, and then you can go one or both down Robots in Disguise or More Than Meets the Eye, Robots in Disguise is a little more political for Cybertron, because that's what it mm-hmm. is. And then More Than Meets the Eye is the space adventure, adventure in space. It's a fun romp. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would be my two-word description of More Than Meets the Eye. Yeah, the reason both uh, Inferno and Nautica make this list, even though they're only on eight out of the 33 list, was because they averaged a ranking of being ranked 40th um, overall. So, you know, anytime you have that high of an average ranking, it helps out for sure. Um, Robo Apollo had Nautica at seventh on their list, and Nicole um, had uh, Inferno 13th on her list. So those would be the two highest rankings for each of those characters. So we start off with a tie Inferno from Beast Wars and Nautica. And now we kind of move into the rest of the countdown. Let's see what's next. 99. That's right. If you recognize that voice, we have it. Number 99. None other than the Decepticon cassette. Frenzy. Frenzy. <laughs> wow. At yeah. number 99. Uh, um, average ranking of 59 and a half about on 12 lists. So on four more lists than either Inferno or Nautica. Obviously, Frenzy started in G1 and has been in a lot of different things, whether it be Energon, um, the live action films, uh, Shatterglass, War for Cybertron animated. He, you know, he has been around. Michael or, or Mike Blanchard. I'm just gonna have to start going crazy. TFG and Mike, you reacted the loudest first, so you get to go first. What do you think about Frenzy making the list, and what do you think about our first Decepticon cassette? I I like it. I think he's a little low. I prefer Rumble overall because Rumble is purple, Frenzy is black. But it's one of those things where all as I remember from Frenzy is. Let's kick tailgate from the movie. I I've watched a bunch of G1 episodes recently, and I have not watched a lot in a, since the end of the TFG1 podcast. But in order to be prepared and get audio and everything else for the countdown, I've been watching a lot of G1 episodes, and I see Rumble, I see Laserbeak, I see Ravage. Those are the three that are used in the show the most, at least out of the season one and season two episodes that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I like Frenzy. I think he's cool. I think he deserve he doesn't really deserve the swift kick in the cassette that he he gets. But when Sonic I was down, well, he's yeah, he's he got in here at ninety nine. Uh, 
you know, the other, it, is what it was, is. the other reason I started with Mike is because he is the highest ranker of Frenzy at 24th on his list. So that helped get him the nod. He beats those other two by five points. Um, Steve, how many cassettes will we see in this countdown now that we see the first one in Frenzy at 99? What's the what's the number? Oh, in this episode? No, just in total cassettes. I think we're going to see all of Soundwave's major cassettes that have shown up in, in the series. Okay. I think for sure that. We might see maybe one of Blasters, but I definitely think we're going to see uh, at least five of, of Soundwave's cassettes. And what do you think of Frenzy? If we see five, if is Frenzy should Frenzy be the first? Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I would think Ratbat maybe, just because didn't really do much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait for the rumble frenzy debate uh michael where do you fall on this what do you think about frenzy making the countdown uh is that the red one or the blue one <laughs> that would be the red one <laughs> i'm just yanking your chain i know you are uh yeah i know i i'm with uh mike on this one i always preferred uh rumble and i think rumble had more personality and, oh, yeah, cool. and the, way, the way frank welker voiced rumble was just uh, you know, street tough. You know, kind of New Yorker, uh, and I, I don't think that uh, Frenzy had personality. I don't actually remember him having much in the way of lines. Right. No, not at all. I got it, man. That reminds me. I should dust up the uh, the Excel sheet I have somewhere that has the number of lines of each G one character overall. Oh wow! Yes, I actually compiled that myself by watching the episodes. That Sweet. when I was much younger. <laughs> uh, before, we, before we move on, I, I do want to say one thing. I won't say. Well, you already said that that uh, Frenzy was number twenty four on my list. Mm. I mentioned a minute ago there was one thing I couldn't get out of my head when I was thinking of the cassettes, and I was specifically thinking of the ones that were featured in the movie: mm. Rumble, Frenzy, Ravage, Ratbat. So that's how I ranked them. <laughs> was gotcha. Through the naming. In that order. I like it. Yep. Um, all right. So let's move on and see what's next. 98. All right. 98, as he said. And we are looking at an interesting character that just edges out Frenzy by one point. He was on one more list than Frenzy. So his average ranking is not quite as good. But on one more list, which bumps him by one point. We're talking about number 98 here. That would be the ginormous... Skylinks. Skylinks at huh. number 98. Skylinks! Save your ammunition, Autobots! Superior forces are taking over! Well, well, Commander Modesty's here! As long as he delivers, I don't care about his ego. I guess we could list this as at times both bad and good because he has played um, both bad and uh, both Decepticons and Autobots through the different things that he has been in obviously g1 um a little bit in cybertron shattered glass animated prime um just recently obviously in the war for cybertron trilogy um i was i'll go a little bit here on this one because um skylinks for me although i think he did make my list barely um i was never a huge fan of him during g1 now i think he's done some other stuff since then that maybe warrants him getting on the list but like when i was growing up i never necessarily needed or wanted the skylinks toy and i was never like a big skylinks fan that being said i do think he's a cool character and for what he can do and i liked what they did with him most recently in war for cybertron um which i think helped to stock a little bit um but i have no problem with him showing up i think 98 is not a terrible spot uh for him so i have no problem with it steve what do you think about skylinks 
I mean, I, my main exposure to him was in G1 when he did the Return of Optimus Prime mm-hmm. and then in War for Cybertron. And I, I don't have a problem with him being on the list. Um, I know I ranked him higher, but that's because there were other characters that I just didn't care for that I put mm-hmm. <laughs> past him. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that he definitely deserves a spot on, on the list and that... Uh, despite whether you you love him or hate him i mean he's he likes to talk and hear himself talk uh <laughs> in many franchise versions uh cuz i think even in the g1 marvel comic he did something similar um but uh, yeah i don't have a problem with him showing up on the list or showing up here um but i i definitely think that he's warranted i i never had that itch to love the character but what he can do is pretty impressive yeah, absolutely. Mike, what do you think of Skylinks? Skylinks has a very <laughs> um he has a very I don't want to say toxic role in the fandom, but I know a lot of people that absolutely hate him, specifically the IDW version of him, and I'm still not too sure why. Like Steve said about the toy, the original 86 Skylinks toy, a couple of my friends had it. I never wanted it because it's cool that he turns into two different animals, but basically Skylinks is the first Beast Wars character because he has no damn robot mode. He's a Fusor. <laughs> that's true it's very very true so so it seems like so far three of us respect that he's on the countdown none of us necessarily in love with him michael wilson agree with us or do you differ no i i agree uh i think he had a kind of a odd personality in the g1 continuity uh he was possibly overused uh i remember a a certain episode of the you know tfg1 podcast <laughs> Uh, we were, <laughs> I remember, I forget the exact title of it, but, uh, there's this pacifist, uh, planet where they're like, oh, we're not going to fight. We're not going to fight, but, but the Decepticons are coming. So they, they have no choice. And Skylinks kind of swoops in and out of his butt comes this huge pile of guns. <laughs> and all the pacifists go, yeah, and they grab guns and they start fighting the Decepticons. And I'm like, that's not how pacifists work, and I don't think that's how butts work. I, I could be so wrong. Glad we have you on this episode of the countdown because I was wondering if this character was ever going to show up on here. If you were going to reference that, because all I, all as I remember, I still remember to this day that recording session. All as you kept saying is he keeps shitting ships out of his. <laughs> He keeps getting stuff out of his torso plates. That's hilarious. Mike, you had Frenzy the highest at 24th. Uh, Transformers AD had Skylinks the highest at 24th. So a popular number here um, as far as Mm. highest ranking. So let's move on and see what number 97 brings us. 97! This one's going to pose some interesting questions for us, I guess, as we see a new type of character appear here for the first time. Number 97, the Autobots, for the most part, and that is Superion. So our first combiner combiner, uh, in combined form, Superion showed up on 10 lists with an average ranking of 51.2. Highest ranking was 16th by Cole Krishna. (laughs) 
finished. No, Superion. You must live that I may be born. Alpha Trion A3. I guess the question here is, um, Superion, as the combined form showing up, will any of his parts show up or just him? And if this is the first combiner, does that mean we won't see very many? Or does that mean we're going to see a lot? Mike, I'm going to start calling you TFG1. TFG1, Mike, what do you think of Superion? I like him, but I don't... I remember the aerial bots more. Okay. I remember the individual aerial bots more than... They were featured a lot more in the cartoon, for sure, right. compared and to some of the other um, co- combiners. Right, and Superion was featured. However, he... Like, there wasn't a... Spe- like, okay, specifically, I, I remember this because it, it is what it is. If Computron ends up on here, I can tell you a whole story about Grimlock's new brain. But Superion, all as I remember is the awesomeness that is War Dawn, written by the late great David Wise, and how the aerial bots, specifically, I want to say Slingshot, got um, a history lesson because he was so damn arrogant in the beginning of that episode. But the overall combined form, he didn't, re- at least in the cartoon, and I know he was in the IDW comics, but again, Combiners don't always get the love that they deserve. For me, like if and I haven't studied the list so much that I know the answer to this, so I'm not necessarily cheating or, or whatever. But for me, I always feel like if if the combined version appears, that if the parts have not appeared up to that point, that we will know we that there's no chance to see them after. I don't know if there's a group that would be different than that. Maybe the. the um, um, I could guess I could see some of Devastator's parts showing up after Devastator, but that would be like the only one. I, I just can't see like Fireflight Air Raids, you know, maybe Silverbolt. I guess I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't think I. I wouldn't think we would see any of them once we see Superion. But maybe I'm alone in that. Uh, Steve, what do you think? I, I definitely think we're going to at least see some of them. I don't know if we'll see all of his components, but I'm pretty sure we're going to see some of them, uh, just based on uh, the fact that they were seen. I, I some of the other combiners i don't know if we're going to see but gotcha. uh in, in their individual portions I, I think we'll see at least the combined form uh but i, I definitely think there's going to be a uh, a major split when it comes to how much of them are are featured yeah because i'm you- also thinking when you're going to make your list if you put superior on there and he's taken up one of those slots i don't know if maybe people think differently i couldn't personally justify putting five all five parts on there too and taking up six spots with the one team it would have to be like one like whichever one part i thought was like the most characterized in the show maybe like this one like if you had you know silver bolt right or something like that i don't know it's going to be interesting i also don't know what this because i always uh superion as one of the most famous of the of the groups of the combiners uh, in combined form i guess whatever you want however you want to term that so Seeing him already appear makes me wonder how many we will actually get out of all the different combining groups. Um, I do remember what his specific, like where he specifically shined, which was the G1 episode. Again, I'm only going by the cartoon because I can't look up the entire comic continuity. Forever is a long time coming. And this is the one where 
there was the time warp and the time window and the Quintessons were doing all kinds of timey-wimey crap and A3 and Alpha Trion and all that stuff, but Superion was the one who helped them close the time portal at the time. Absolutely. Michael Wilson, what do you think of Superion showing up right here? Unexpected. I mean, I, exp- I, I do think that all of the combiners are going to show up at some point. Um, as far as you know, the individual components go, I, I guess it depends on uh, you know, how much screen time they got. Yeah. Like, like I know, I could tell you more about Silverbolt's personality, you know, than I could Superion's personality because right. he came across as a stronger character in the comics. You know, he's he's afraid of heights. He he's a reluctant leader. He doesn't know if uh, if his team respects him. You know that type of thing, and. I couldn't tell you anything about Superion other than he's there and he fights other combiners. Yeah, it'll definitely be an interesting thing that we can keep track of as we kind of move our way through the countdown. Coming up next, we're going to have another of a first of a category. So let's see what that is. 96. All right, coming in at 96. How about our first seeker? So uh, if you're taking the Seekers at a ca- as a category, we'll see how many we see. We're going to see one for sure right here at number 96. We'll see which one it is and what that means for the future of the countdown. We're going with... Trust my name, you're about to become number one Decepticon. Sucker. I think this is kind of a crazy one to start with. I didn't know if I would see this person on the countdown, but we're going with Thrust. Thrust. Oh is coming in here at number 96 only on nine lists but was an average ranking of 45.3 highest ranking would be on tyler blazinski's list where he ranked number seven um another person had 12 and 23 so three people had this character in the top 25 i'm a little shocked i thought you know when people were ranking that they would put you know quite a few seekers on there but maybe at some point they'd feel like you know they had had enough so i thought thrust might be left off um, in favor of some of the other ones, but here he is sitting at number 96. PFG1 Mike Thrust and, and the first of the Seekers. What's your reaction? He has very little. Like, there may be two episodes that he gets spotlighted in the series. The I don't want to say the best scene he ever had was getting mowed down by Optimus Prime in the movie, but as soon as he turns around and he gets whacked, that's like the first time you really see him. It's the first time right. you really notice him. You know, he has appeared in Armada and Cybertron, I guess in a way, you know, he's a character in the live action film series has appeared in animated, um, as well as some other, you know, things within the Cyberverse, etc. So, I mean, he has been around for a lot as main, you know, original seeker type things i guess you could call them but uh yeah i would just think that maybe he would have uh just based on screen time and stuff been sacrificed for some of the other ones but maybe there's a lot more thrust love out there steve what do you think i honestly don't get the love of the coneheads (laughs) i i really don't uh especially because they're they're basically a mistransformed version of starscream thundercracker and skywarp uh, They're just, not technically mistransformed. Yeah, VTOL, but, VTOL yeah. jets are a thing. Yeah, I know, but no, no mistransformed in the sense that instead of having the their nose cone fold back, okay, they, fold, cone, they point okay. it straight up. That's what yeah, that's what I'm talking right, about. Right, yeah, no, right, but absolutely. but but regardless, like they don't have that much screen time, and when they do, 
they're there for more cannon fodder. They're not exactly, you know, the the main three we're used to and and get right. you know in all the plethora of different series. So I, I don't get the love for them all. I, I think Thrust is possibly like the most known out of the three. Aside, you know, I mean, you, you get Dirge and then uh, Ramjet, but. I think Thrust just has this weird fan following, yeah. That that nobody really understands until, until now. <laughs> I I yeah. I mean, I know that the War for Cybertron toys people are losing their mind over getting Thrust, mm-hmm. and just because he's hard to find and charging an obscene amount. But the the only one I was familiar with more so than this was the Beast Machines one. But yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, Michael Wilson, do you think, you know, Steve mentioned Ramjet and Dirge, and obviously there's a few other ones within the Seeker community. Uh, do any of them have a chance, or if Thrust is here, should we only expect maybe to see those top three from here on out? Uh, I would say that my first thought was, was that the Thrust was, was actually from the, uh, the Beast Machines continuity, because yeah. that particular version of Thrust was had a lot of personality he was a strong character and And then he also exactly yeah and he was waspinator and he pops up uh several times within the comic book continuity yeah so maybe that's helping him get some some votes there people that might not have distinguished which version so obviously thrust has had a huge presence there as well so that makes a little more sense um i'm pretty sure that i voted for the viacon not not g1 thrust i specified if there was a double one name yeah, so and there's going to be some of that where we, we might not be 100% sure who's voting for what. I think all the thrusts might have got linked together, which maybe put him ahead. Um, so let's see where we go from here. So we've had it's mainly an, an IDW presence with Nautica. We've had the Beast Wars, Inferno. Those were the two tied with 100. And since then, it's been you know a lot of G1 with obviously Thrust having a multiple uh, appearances there. Let's see what happens next with our next reveal. Ninety-five. I gotta look at your souvenir case. You mean my trophies? I collect endangered species. Of course, they aren't really endangered until they meet me. Hey, it's time for another tie. But uh, we separated all these, so this one will technically be number ninety-five on the countdown, and uh, it's going to be interesting here because we are going to have another uh, female character. Um, and that is going to be the Decepticon spider copter from prime. We're talking Arachnid. about Arachnid at number 95, 10 lists, average ranking of 50. So uh, average right in the middle there. Highest again, num- that number 24. So, uh, highest was on my list. Actually, I had Arachnid at 24th just because I feel like she was one of the most interesting characters from, uh, from prime. I, I think there was a lot of layers and levels to her character, even though I hate spiders. Um, it didn't bother <laughs> me as much with this character. I, I hate spiders, but I love spider characters in Transformers, I guess, because I feel like they always have more complexity to them the way oh, they're yeah. written. I don't know what it is about them, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely probably come across a few more you know, throughout the rest of the countdown, and they, they just seem to be written well. I don't know. There's a lot to them. So I really liked what they did with Arachnid and transformers prime it reminded me a little bit about beast wars and and you know some of that kind of writing so i'm a big fan obviously i had her all the way up at 24 um could could have been ranked a little bit higher maybe 95 a little too low for me but i'm happy that she's on the countdown also two females so far so steve what do you think of arachnid coming here at number 95 
Well, uh, to be truthful, I totally forgot about her, um, despite seeing her name on the list. Uh, but I, you know, when the name came up again, I, I recalled what roles she played in Transformers Prime. And I, I definitely think that she deserves to be on the list because she was dynamic and different from some of the other characters that were on Prime mm-hmm. that were majorly forgettable. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. And I, I like the fact that usually the spider characters are written pretty deviously and um, yeah. more in depth than some of the other characters are. TFG one. Is this a sense where we're seeing her at 95 only because she hasn't been in enough of the, the different iterations, you know, basically TF prime and just a little bit after that. But this is a, a rare example of someone who did not appear in G one first, you know, that came along much later. So has it just not been, been around enough to, to be ranked higher? You think? Well, first of all, anyone that watched prime that saw the character that heard the character, would be like, wow, she really sticks out, especially what they did with her in Transformers Prime with making her basically RC's adversary and RC's mm. arch nemesis and the whole battle that they had and and how it went eons and eons and eons. It wasn't just an Optimus Megatron eon battle. It was RC and, and Arachnid. And, I mean, come on, Gina Torres is the voice actor? <laughs> that is... Stellar casting. Well, Anytime you get Gina Torres to do anything, perfection. Well, that's what happens when you know RC and her fighting over Rodimus Prime, and you know, and I, and I guess I list her as coming in TF Prime first. I don't want that to be. I don't want the fans to go crazy. She did appear in the IDW comics first, like five years before that, I think. But uh, I didn't know of her until tf prime so that's kind of why i list that as kind of when i met the character um michael wilson what do you think of arachnid coming in here at number 95 oh that black arachnia knockoff yeah, her. <laughs> hey, 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 watch mm-hmm. it so not a fan yeah that was uh, not a fan really i on the one hand i'm kind of like yeah i kind of remember her being on the show you know and i, I remember her kind of it's like oh she's back in this episode again i wonder why um <laughs> but but yeah i, I really thought that uh, I would have preferred like Cree Summer in there, you know. Okay, okay, okay. fair enough. <laughs> Gina Torres, sorry. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Let's see who uh, she technically tied with, but we'll take over the next spot in the countdown. Ninety-four. So taking in that number ninety-four spot, tied with Arachnid for five hundred points, but was on one more list, eleven lists, average ranking of fifty-four and a half. How about a first of a kind here, and that is our first headmaster. How many headmasters will we see? Were headmasters mm. popular? I don't know. This one was popular enough to be ranked number sixth by Pia. We're talking about Brainstorm. You're mine. Oh, yeah. Headmasters, show them what you've got. Brainstorm, um, really? Okay. Yes, Brainstorm. So, um, you know, 1987 Autobot Headmaster 1. Um, I don't, they list him as, uh, also being in transcendent technomorph from trans tech. I don't know what any, I don't know what language that is. Um, I've never heard of any of that. So I'm just an ignorant fan, but, uh, I, the headmasters for me, like came so late in the game in G1 that the only way that they could have made an impact on me is if I had their toy. And mm-hmm. I didn't have Brainstorm's yep. toy. So um, so that's not the one I gravitated towards. The one that I put on, I, I did make sure to put a Headmaster on my list because I did enjoy you know, some, the toy that I had of this character. But I, I put Hardhead on my list. 
um, because that's the one I had. So mm-hmm. some other people might like Brainstorm or Chrome Dome or Highbrow or whichever other one. But for me, it was high, Hardhead because that's the only one I owned. Um, so I, I just don't have uh, an attachment to Brainstorm, but uh, enough people did. You know, 11 people put them on the list. Michael Wilson, I'll let you go first on this one. Um, are you surprised to see a Headmaster? And if we, we're going to get one, maybe we'll get more. But if we're going to get one, should Brainstorm be it? Uh, we're definitely going to get more, and I'll, I'll tell you why. And it's not because of G1. It's because of the uh, IDW continuity. Uh, Brainstorm and Chrome Dome uh, play heavily in yeah. the More Than Meets the Eye series, and, and they're fantastic characters. They're so well done. Okay, that explains uh, it then. Yeah. Excellent. So another thing to look forward to when I finally get around to reading those. I was wondering if they had a comic presence because it, it seemed weird that they just like vaulted into this. So I, I like that they kind of featured them a little bit more in the IDW stuff because I feel like some of those characters had potential to be great characters that we see towards the end of G1. It just G1 ended, so we didn't have the time or the space to like explore them. So it was like well, we right. got teased with them, but then we didn't get any substance out of them. Well, and that's they the should. sad thing about not getting the Headmaster's cartoon dubbed over is that you didn't get to see all of that. Right, right. right. And Brainstorm has one of the biggest, biggest arcs in IDW. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's, he's I, I, I don't want to spoil it for Kevin because I do want Kevin to read the comics. But <laughs> holy, what is in the briefcase? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like briefcase or no briefcase. It's definitely a briefcase. We don't know what's in it, but well, Brainstorm is basically like the wheeljack of the Headmaster group. Like okay. he's he's got all the ideas. He's got all these you know thoughts on on testing things and. Um, inventions and so yeah he's he's very very much like a, a wheeljack in that sense I love that line from Firebolt the Decepticons are headmasters and target masters too and just like a genius that he is Michael Bell is brainstorm comes in those creeps I'll sue he did oh my all right so brainstorm big IDW presence our first headmaster appearing here at number 94 Let's see which Prime is the first to show up on the countdown next. This podcast good! 93! All right, that's right, it's number 93. I don't know if there's any guesses on... on we're going to have a Prime. I think we know it's not one of them. Um, but Nemesis? We're going to go with, actually, at number 93, probably most known at the beginning in, for his appearance in Animated, we're talking about Sentinel. You bots will direct your questions directly to me. Don't ever presume you can speak for me, Optimus. The last thing we need is some over-glorified repair bot shooting his audio processor off about things he doesn't understand. A scrub like you should just smile and wave and stay out of the way. Now, let's get this over with. What am I supposed to do now? At number 93, 503 Ah. points on 12 lists, average ranking of 58, as high as 34. That was the highest he got from Nicole. Um, Obviously mentioned in a lot of the G1 stuff, but not really featured in the cartoon at all. We get a big dose of him in animated. Um, Also, you know, has lived on since then in a lot of different things. So, Mike, you laughed, so you get to go first. Uh, Sentinel Prime? It's essentially the tick as a snowplow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spoon. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I love Townsend Coleman as the voice of Sentinel. 
I love that at some point in, I want to say the second or the third season, they actually gave him more depth than he deserved to get because Sentinel throughout the entirety of animated was the single most arrogant character. Sentinel is essentially is the Skylinks to animated. No, (laughs) he's, he's he's the star scream of the Autobots. Mm-hmm. Okay. He wants to be leader something terrible, and he's a kiss butt in front of the leader, um, but then he's like condescending towards everyone else. I'll buy I that. like how TF Wiki describes him for the, the, they just have like the list of all the different Sentinel Primes that have shown up, and for the animated one, it just says 2007 Sentinel Prime, a jerk and member of the elite guard from animated. <laughs> like, nice way to describe him. Um, Michael the Autobot somebody... that would come in and steal your girlfriend. You know. <laughs> so like, do you think he's deserving of a top 100 spot? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. No, he's definitely a, a good character. A lot of good characters from Animated. That was, the series was really well written. And my biggest question was, uh, is it Townsend Coleman or is it Leonard Nimoy? Because <laughs> Sentinel Prime, played by Leonard Nimoy, was in the movies. True. And that was uh, interesting. He yeah. did. Oh, he did die. Yeah, Optimus took his face. I feel like the people that we have involved aren't scoring a lot of extra points for movie characters, but uh, maybe they are. I don't know, or maybe that adds a little bit that at least he appeared. Um, and Leonard Nimoy. I mean, that's good, but uh, I feel like for when I'm ranking, if someone appeared in the live action movies, may had no bearing on where I ranked them. <laughs> yeah, like, get a bias against them. <laughs> it's yeah, a bias yeah. against them. Leonard Nimoy <laughs> has has a few other better roles uh in this but for me and this is funny and i don't know what you actually went with so i'm kind of glad that we're talking about the movie stuff here i did not really rank um, any of the movie characters not even jazz and i liked jazz from the movie because jazz is essentially eddie from family matters voiced by darius mccrary but Hmm. on my own personal list i did this as a joke Number 96, Devastator's Balls from the Bayverse. If you won't take that, Brawl from the Bayverse, because Brawl was the only one I could remember at the time. Lexalus was a good read, everybody. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting, though, that we bring up um, Sentinel Prime and his appearance in the movie, because next up on the countdown, we are going to have a character that, I have to say, has to be on here because of the movie. Um, so we'll see who that is coming up next. It's 92. All right. It's number 92. As I teased it, I I went through and tried to, you know, put like which continuity, you know, characters were most known for. And I have one next that I feel like is most known for the live action movies. I don't know. Maybe you guys will correct me on that. But number 92 is going to be Barricade. Are you username Ladies Man 217? I don't know what you're talking Are about. Are you username Ladies Man 217? Yeah. Where is the eBay item 21153? Where are the glasses? With 521 points on 13 lists, average rank of 60, highest rank. Two people had him at, guess the number, 24. Um, that would be TV's Mr. Neal and Scanner 51 both had him at 24. One person had 25. We had a 99, 95, 95, 80, 70, 60. Today he's all over the place. So 13 people ranked him, and I think he's represented in almost every set of 10. So Barricade, I mean, yes, he appeared in Energon, I guess. 
he's a micromaster in G1. I don't think he remembers that. Um, and then later on, obviously, was in Animated for a minute and some other stuff, and probably in the comics a lot that I don't know about. But it's a li- this is our first live-action film character, right? Like, just strictly? Yeah. yeah. So, Mike, you, you said that uh, you like you remembered Brawl. Do you remember Barricade? Everybody remembers Ladies Man 2217. Because that's all he ever said exactly. in the beginning of the damn movie. Well, yeah, then he was torched and they brought him back. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the best part was, I, what was it? Wasn't he like a, a Dodge Charger or something? He was a. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I'd have to look to, to like I verify. Think, I, I think that's what my, my head's telling me. But um, yeah, I I don't really care for the character because there's <laughs> no character there. There was no characters. characters yeah, they they didn't so. have much characterization. They were like, oh, it's like watching an old Batman movie or super, you know, Spider-Man movie. Oh, we kill the villain at the end and we kill all the help, too. <laughs> Who's Jess Harnell? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. He played Ironhide. Jess yeah. played a lot of, of, of characters, yeah. So if we were to pick a, a character that is, like, is he the only chance for someone that is, like, obviously a lot of the other characters we knew beforehand, you know, Megatron, Optimus, Starscream, et cetera, Bumblebee. Like, is Barricade, is there anybody else that's, like, mainly known for the movie that has a shot to appear in the top 100? Can anybody think of one besides Barricade? I think people will put the little Minicon characters, if nothing oh, okay. else. I get, I get uh, some of those guys, maybe. Yeah, I, oh, I wouldn't please, put any of them on the me, list. Tell me, somebody put Blendick on their list? <laughs> I can't answer. I'm not. I'm not scrolling through all 450 <laughs> characters that received a vote to see if that's true. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you, I did not vote for any movie characters because they're like two dimensional. <laughs> Barricade did not make it on my list, but I get it. Like he is probably the most famous of the, the the live action exclusive i guess i'll call it but uh michael wilson any problem with barricade being on the list i like barricade and uh i like the the new toy version of barricade which is a essentially a recolored prowl that they had to come out for uh war for cybertron nice um if you're keeping tally so far we have five good characters and five bad characters so we're even even on that um i, I guess skylines could be both but uh we'll count them good i guess mainly good i don't know um sure. let's see where we go next 91 all right number 91 i guess the fun part about this part of the countdown is we have the first of a lot of different things so we've you know had like the first headmaster and the first you know strictly movie character and the first uh seeker the first combiner the first cassette we what we haven't had yet is any of the mini vehicles the g1 autobot mini vehicles so let's get that out of the way with our first coming in at 91 i'm shocked that this character made the countdown maybe you guys can speak to his comic presence and maybe that will explain it 526 points only on nine lists but averaged 41 41 ranking um we're talking about swerve we're talking about swerve um again you need to really read the comics because swerve is amazing i'll let michael talk first on this one but swerve's awesome and he has a bar the character's been around since 1986 as a toy of uh -hmm. in g1 but yeah it's it's primarily i mean he's been in he's been in animated he's been in prime uh but this is this is like one that would not have like his g this people didn't vote on him necessarily because of his g1 presence he he was in the movie and he was in armada Right. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of these things will, you know, it'll be like, oh, this is all G1 dominated. 
characters. Yes, Swerve is a G1 character, but I feel like if you were just basing it off of G1, he wouldn't rank like no. based on all the other no. mini vehicles and stuff like this. So this is a character that, yes, exists in G1, but then was made better or more expanded in other venues. Michael Wilson, agree? I agree. Uh, Swerve made 16 on my list. Nice. Uh, specifically the IDW version, because he eats up a lot of screen time in, in the comic books. And he's such a hilarious character. I mean, just drop-dead funny. And uh, he owns a bar. <laughs> he owns a bar. No guns, no swords, no briefcases. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is a sign at Swerves. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And uh, you, know, you said where you had him ranked, and actually two people had him ranked even higher than that. So we had hmm. someone that had him ranked 11th, and Nicole was the highest. She had him ranked at number four. That does not surprise nice. me because she loves him and she loves, rightfully so. Swerve is basically, it's as if Victor Caroli's voice that did the narration in the old G1 cartoon was put into a bot. As Michael said, Swerve takes care of a lot of the exposition in the in the IDW 2005 comics. You'll see him in a couple of issues like doing the recaps kind of thing. And it's just the way he recaps things is hilarious because Swerve always wants to be on an adventure, yet he still just wants to be at his bar. He won't stop talking. No, he uh, won't stop talking. There's a running joke about it. Could Swerve just stop talking? <laughs> just for a minute. Nice. Uh, five points ahead of Barricade, so a little bit of distance there. Next character is only going to be two points ahead of Swerve, though, and it's going to be another first. So let's see what that is next. Wasbonator thinks shrapnel is cool at 90. All right, so that brings us to number 90. Another first of a, as far as a type of character, and we're going to go to our first Insecticon. I don't, not saying there will be more than one. Who knows? There may be a lot. There may be only this one, but this is the first, and we're going with shrapnel at number 90. That was a Decepticon from the Great Wars three centuries ago. He's Wacko. Wacko? No! Wanko! Wanko the same! 528 points, 11 list, average rank of 52, highest rank with Tyler Blazinski at number 27 on his list. Steve Insecticons, do you feel like there will be more than one? Is that a big presence? Are they good characters? Is Shrapnel deserving of being in the top 100? I, I could see that. I mean, they played a pretty big part in the G1 cartoon. I mean, periodically throughout the the three insecticons did show up quite frequently plus in the movie mm -hmm. so i i can definitely see them being on this list i was interesting cuz i had so many g1 toys i never owned the original like the the three featured i never owned shrapnel bombshell and kickback as a kid i have all of them now i've gotten them since then but um the only one that i ever had i want to say was um venom um huh. Yeah, Venom was the only one that I had, but he never got featured on the show, I don't believe. I don't think there's any appearance. No, he didn't. This is the first yeah. time I've ever heard of it, and I'm like, wait, why did you go to Spider-Man's universe? No, there was Venom, <laughs> there was Venom, Chop Shop, Ransack, and Barrage, which right. was like the, the deluxe insecticons. The deluxe insecticons, but the deluxe guys never made it on the show. Um, but obviously <laughs> we know they were licensed from Bandai, the same oh, okay. as Jetfire, so they, they couldn't actually be there. Uh, gotcha. 
due to copyright reasons. Venom was a cool looking character though, and they all had different looks. Obviously, Shrapnel, uh, you know, Bombshell, and Kickback all had the same color scheme, whereas the Deluxe all were kind of different. So that's kind of why I liked him. It almost Steve reminds me of like where we eventually go to with Beast Wars and stuff like that, uh, kind of more up up that alley. But I, I don't know if I have an opinion on which Insecticon should rank highest. Um, if we should have more than one or not, I don't know if you guys have opinions on that. But you know, obviously, if we think about Shrapnel, Kickback, and Bombshell, and we have Shrapnel here. DFG one, do you do you think Bombshell or Kickback have any shot, or is Shrapnel the best of the group? Who are you asking, Steve? I said TFG one. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Uh, for me, I only had Bombshell as a kid, and Bombshell freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Bombshell gave me enough nightmares, just as Freddy Krueger did as a kid, because him and his his Cerebro shells. Oh man, whoo. Those bugs like to mind control people. Somebody call Rico and his roughnecks, please. <laughs> but it's one of those things where I I think they all deserve to be on here somewhere. I don't think that Shrapnel should like I think Kickback should have been here and then Shrapnel because Kickback Kickback always talks back <laughs> twice. Uh, and then Bombshell, for me, would be the overall favorite, I guess. So, Michael Wilson, agree or disagree? Uh, I might disagree. I mean, I I believe all three of them should be on the list. Uh, I've got them at 59, 60, and 61. Okay. Uh, I had them all lumped together there, somewhere near the middle, because uh, they were my favorite toys as a uh, youngin, you know? Nice. I, th- I think uh, along with, like, the jump starters. I thought everybody had the 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 uh, Insecticons. Yeah, I don't know why I got screwed out of the Insecticons. I got to go talk to my mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're, that means we're going into the eighty. We're going into eighty nine next. So let's see which character represents that spot. Blam! It's eighty nine. All right, we're going back to the world of the Autobot G one mini vehicles. But I know this character has had a life in other. Um, things uh, that have probably elevated him even more. Um, we're talking about Warpath. They don't call me Warpath because I'm gentle. <laughs> Warpath <laughs> at number 89. 536 points. That's an eight-point jump. 13 lists. That's the most we've seen out of anybody. That was Barricade, that was Skylinks, and now Warpath have all been on 30, 13 lists. Um, was all the way up at number four for Transformers Reanimated. Um, fourth on their list, um, Mike, TFG1, Mike, Warpath, what do you think? I think Warpath deserves to be here. I think he's really cool. I don't Did know he how... Did that much in the comics? I don't know. Uh, he... Mm. Or has it just been like all the different toys and stuff that have come yeah, out? Yeah, it's mainly been the toys and some... Like, he was in Animated for a brief... Right. Second. And War for Cybertron. And War for Cybertron. And the thing of it is, is that what Warpath is remembered for the most is like, blam, zowie, yow. Like, that's really what he is remembered for. But that's I the think, fun of him. Plus, he's a right, tank no, with, with like yeah. a, a gun sticking out of his chest. That was your best Alan Oppenheimer impersonation <laughs> ever, by the way. That was great. Thank you. I'm no voice actor. I'm just a bad podcaster. Uh, So for me with Warpath, I forgot he was a mini bot. 
you look at the cartoon, Warpath ain't mini. Warpath is friggin' hmm. huge. Yeah. And yeah, but <laughs> as far as G1 goes, yeah, in the toys well, section. Yeah, that's, mini yeah, vehicle. I mean. Ranging all over the map, though, people had him ranked as high as fourth and as low as 98th. So that is a big gamut. Michael Wilson, where do you think was the appropriate place for Warpath in the top 100 if he was deserving? I think he would probably fit somewhere higher, uh, somewhere between 75 and 50. Okay. Um, I, I was looking on my list. I, I'm I'm sure he's on my list because I, I love that character. <laughs> it's hard he, when there's a thousand characters yeah. to choose from. He was he was prominent in like season three. So uh, for that, uh, you know, that era, you know, when you're season home from two a lot and, and watching, yeah, and yeah, you come home and you watch, uh, uh, you know, the Transformers after school, and you always see him and and uh, some, you know, the Minibots were prevalent. I was always a fan of the second, and maybe even consider maybe a third, but I was a fan of like the second wave of the mini vehicles. Like, yes, I liked Cliff Jumper and. Bumblebee was okay and stuff like that, but I didn't gravitate a lot to some of the other original mini vehicles. But then when we had the wave of Warpath and Beachcomber and uh, you know some of those other ones that came in with that group, I liked all of those quite a bit. So I, I was always a big Warpath fan. Um, I don't know how many people owned the G1 toy that had that gun that came out of his uh, chest broken at some point. I feel like mm-hmm. that was had to be like fifty percent of the people that owned that toy had that part <laughs> broken right at on. some point. That's red plastic syndrome for you. <laughs> but yeah, I always liked that red that plastic. second group. Um, I think Power Glide was in that group. I know people have mixed opinions about Power Glide, but uh, you know, and Power then you Glide, had, like, the Spray, Warpath. Yeah, Sea Spray was the other one I was trying to think of, and uh, and then you had like the second paintings, the repaints of the original ones. I almost liked them better than the originals. As far as some of those go, so I don't know. The mini vehicles are fun; they're interesting. I like I like to see those. Steve, uh, any opinions on Warpath? Uh, I, I think it's kind of fitting that he hits this number of what is it, eighty nine? Eighty nine. Yes. Yes, that's the number I had for him on my list. Oh, awesome! <laughs> wow. One person did. No, two uh, two people had him at eighty nine. So two people hit it right on the nose. So that's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I remember him mostly for his his. Uh, 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 crazy yelling in the middle of a, a battlefield, and <laughs> he had blow, but I also remember him, But I also remember him from the War for Cybertron video games. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yes. He was pretty prominent in helping Prime, and he didn't talk like that in there. But it it was, and it was sorely missed. But it was it was entertaining nonetheless to to fight alongside him in there, and he was you know the size of Prime in that. So right. Well, that is the kind of the first half of today's uh, character reveals. I think we're going to take one quick second and try to get throw a commercial in there for one of our contributors. Um, so you can check more of their stuff out. So take a quick listen, and we'll be back with number 88 and the rest of today's characters. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. DeCian, the superhero webcomic. DeCian's got superhero antics and sexy girls. For action, comedy, mayhem, and more, read it now at Dacian.com. D-A-S-I-E-N.com. On the Simplistic Reviews Podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk... Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Car, car. Download the show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Guilty or innocent? Innocent. 88. All right. So thanks for sticking with us and listening to that little bit. Um, obviously, we do want to promote all the people that contributed lists. We will be posting that on their website and trying to pimp it out as much as possible. So go check out their stuff. It's all good. We've checked it out beforehand. Um, all right. So next up is number 88. And I guess we can count this as our first character that uh, is not. Well, I guess we had Inferno Beast Wars, which would be a Predacon. Um but this character also is not an Autobot or a Decepticon. In fact, it's really a group of people, or maybe almost an alien race. 
We're going with the Quintessons at number 88. Yes, all of them together. We're cheating. It is a day so long in coming that I am uncertain how to celebrate it. Perhaps a quiet chuckle. Very well, then. Let us chuckle. <laughs> they win a tiebreaker. We started the, at 100 with a tie. We are at another tie, and Quintessons win, or lose the tie. Excuse me, they lose the tie. The judge rules not in favor of them, because um, they're only on 12 lists, where our winner of the tiebreaker is on 14 lists. So the Quintessons average ranking of 53. Highest ranking was Transformers AD at 19th, but they go anywhere from 19th ranked to 95th ranked. Um, Steve, how did you try to come to terms with, I guess, kind of a cheat where it's not just one character, it's a group of characters? And and do you think that we should be talking about the Quintessons in this top 100 Transformer countdown? Well, I didn't personally list them because they don't transform, but um, <laughs> I... I, I I, I know that they, they have some different pasts, per se, in the Transformers mm-hmm. franchise, depending on which version you watch. G1, they're supposedly the, you know, the creators of the race. And um, in the Unicron trilogy, he's, you know, uh, enslaved by Unicron. And then you look at War for Cybertron, and they're still, you know, the creators of the race. But then they're crazy, too. So... <laughs> um, but we kind of got to see a little bit of that in the movie. I, I like the fact that they have the five face thing where it's kind of conflicting. Mm. What they did in War for Cybertron was extremely creepy. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm not a fan of them particularly. Uh, and I think that they were even in one of the Transformer movies, which is forgettable. That would uh, be last night. Last night. Yep. Yeah, that movie was total garbage and didn't fit the tone of any of the rest. <laughs> but um, that's what tanked the franchise. Uh, so anyways, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they really, I, I understand that they're memorable, but that would be like me putting the VOC on my list. Yeah. It was interesting to see, you know, because we obviously have, you know, kind of like the two main outside of Megatron, you know, and, and different things like in the Decepticon rankings, you have Unicron and you have the Quintessons, like they're like the big baddies, I guess, like the, the overarching bad guys in this lore. Um, so I can see how people could rank them. I could see your argument though, that they don't transform. I didn't think about that. That could be a thing. So TFG on Mike, what do you think of the Quintessons sneaking their way into this countdown? There is one that does. I think. I think there's certain types. Right, but I'm specifically talking about Generation 1. The yeah. Quintesson uh, Executioner. Yep. The one that throws the switch after guilty or innocent. Uh, I And the Bailiffs. The Bailiffs transformed, too, because they were the sharks. Uh, not the Sharktacons, but they were the other. They were the Alicron, Alicrons or whatever the hell they are. I don't know. I, I think I like the Quintesson Judge... Um, the most out of them all because it has the most personality of them all. Mm -hmm. But as Steve said, yeah, again, very horrific. Like too bad movie Optimus wasn't in more for Cybertron because give me your face. Um, I think it's interesting that they even made it on the list though. Well, it's interesting because if, if all 33 people would have ranked the Quintessons 84th, that would have translated to how many points they got right here and they end up at 88. So it's a, uh, it's real interesting that they're kind of right here. So 
I, I think it's, you know, you can't have a Transformers discussion without the Quintessence, can you, Michael Wilson? I don't think so. I mean, I think they're such an important part of the franchise. And while they don't transform, you know, they're definitely memorable. Mm-hmm. You know, after you've seen a Quintessence, you're, you're not going to forget it. <laughs> you know? Right. It's, That's for sure. Like, Especially if you see them for yeah. the first time in War for Cybertron. <laughs> Well, you know, well, the war for <laughs> I like that where it's like, oh, that's weird. Actually, you know, back in season three of G1, there were uh, like uh, renegade quintessons who wanted mm-hmm. to help. And uh, that gave us some of the you know, the better storylines of season three. Yeah, absolutely. So we've had some characters that have ranked as high as seventh or sixth or fourth. Next up, at number 87, we're going to see somebody's number one ranking. One shall stand, one shall fall at 87. Winning the tie with the Quintessons and placing at number 87, our first character that appears on 14 of the 33 list, and our first character that is one of the 33 uh, participants' number one ranking overall. We'll see what the reaction is from the group on this character being ranked number one on somebody's list. But, uh, hey, the love for the mini vehicles continues here in this section of the countdown. We've seen Swerve. We've seen Warpath. I feel like this one's a little bit more polarizing, though. How about Power Glide? And away we go! Power Glide at number 87, ranked number one by Transformers Reanimated was all over the place within 14 lists, all the way from number one to 96, and everywhere in between. Silence across the board. TFG and Mike, Power Glide, 87. <laughs> Maybe react number one to Power Glide being right here, number two being ahead of Warpath and Swerve, and number three being number one on somebody's list. Uh, okay, so unless I absolutely need a quote for from Power Glide... There's no way in hell I'm watching the girl who loved Power Glide again, ever again. I somebody will have to pay me to watch that episode of the show. Uh, Clearly, somebody how, liked it a lot. <laughs> how is again Power Glide to me? Like I just watched what was it, um, Dinobot, Dinobot Island? Yeah, Power Glide to yeah. me is like what Skylinks would become in season three. Very arrogant, very. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. And then at other times, he's like, well, here you go, little buddy. Let me help you out. So it's kind of like they couldn't decide in the original cartoon series what to do with him. Uh, And apparently, he's in love with Moonracer, but yet in the very next episode, he cheats on her. I don't know. That's thanks to the TF Wiki. With the squishy? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I assume. I mean, you know. <laughs> it doesn't I don't have know. a. It doesn't. His his uh, IDW spot on online that I'm seeing the blurb is not nearly as long as other pe- other characters we've had. So it doesn't seem like he's had a humongous presence in that comic continuity. No, I don't remember a lot of people. Just love Power Glide that much from G1. I, season two. I guess. Just I. Yeah, I don't really. Season two had 49 episodes. Okay, this this is what confuses the hell out of me about G1, and I know it was syndication, and I know it was this and that, but Kev, you and I have talked about syndication for the last decade or so with Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. The original He-Man show had 130 episodes, 65 per season or whatever it is. 
And, you know, that's syndication. Transformers had 98 total episodes over four, quote, seasons. Season, th- you know, three seasons and then Rebirth. But it surprises me every time I go back and watch G1 that season one only has 16 episodes. And then they hit you in the face with season two with 49 of them. And Power Glide, as we already said with Warpath was featured in a lot of those because, again, the 1985 line, the 19, you know, the minibots, and I, again, just, and I know you hate this, Kev, I know you hate it, but to Hasbro, it's a toy commercial. I just, I guess I would have thought, like, I like Power Glide. I don't hate Power Glide as much as some people do. Like, some people just really hate this character I found over interacting with the fandom over the years. Like, I don't quite get the, the extreme hate for him that some people have. Um, I always liked him amongst, like I said, that second wave of mini vehicles. I was just always wishing that some of his screen time would have gone to some of the other ones. Like I would have rather seen a few more episodes that featured Beachcomber, you know, Sea Spray and Warpath versus Power mm-hmm. Glide because I feel like he just dominated on there. I don't know if it's because he was a plane and people just thought the kids like you know the plane toys better or whatever. Um, he wasn't a great toy. Um, no, by he the wasn't. way. Um, I had him and I enjoyed playing with him, but he it was as as far as like the toy was constructed, it wasn't nearly as well done as some of the other characters as far as trying to keep it together and keep it sturdy and whatnot. Um, but uh, maybe that's just too much toy talk. But I don't know. I I I not surprised that Power Glide shows up. I'm surprised that someone had him all the way up at number one. Not that that's wrong. You can love whichever characters you love. So I'm not trying to like poo poo on somebody's number one pick. It just surprises me. I guess is all. Michael Wilson, what do you think? You <laughs> said poo-poo. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I've got a Power Glide right here on my shelf. And now that I'm oh, looking at him again... Of course you do. Of course I do. I have one of each. But now that I'm looking at him, it's like, no, nah, he, he wasn't a great toy. <laughs> I, mean, I compared to, like, Sea Spray, who, right. you know, you can actually cover his head in... in <laughs> yeah. I feel like Beachcomber was the best out of those four toys. Um, Beachcomber and Sea Spray were the two best out of those minibots. Right, yeah. Sea spray would have been fine if you didn't break all the time. True. But I feel like... Uh, they're I feel all like very fragile. Like, yeah. yeah, something with Power Glide's arms or legs, I can't remember which it was. Just They're just not sturdy. Um, so right. I, I don't know. But They're held on there by a screw, so they come loose really easily. Right, right. But, uh, to, to digress, yeah, season yeah. two, there was, there was an awful lot of Power Glide, and he uh, got a lot of uh, screen time. And so I can see, you know, if you're a uh, maybe maybe if you were a, a, a girl watching cartoons at that point and you saw uh, a girl character in love with Power Glide, then you may project that a little and love Power right, Glide as go. well. I have to say, though, the reason, one of the reasons, besides in general, humans and Transformers just being annoying most of the time, a- Anastasia or whatever her name was, she is one of the reasons why I'm glad we did not include Transformer humans on this list because there ain't no way in hell the girl who loved power glide would make anyone's number one. I feel like this, this would be the same list if we included. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not to, not to mention that if we included that, then people would also put the, the kiss play transformers. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Marissa Fairborn would have been one on my list. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's move on. And, and see, we would have a whole bunch of witwickies. No, um, let's see what comes <laughs> next. Oh yes, eighty six. 
All right, in our number 86 spot, uh, believe it or not, guys, we've had a few other types of uh, characters that have not shown up yet. It seems like weird. We're at 86, so we've revealed, what, like 14 or 15 of these guys now already. Uh, We have not had a member of what they call, in the toy catalog at least, the Autobot Cars. We haven't had one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a ton of them in G1, and we haven't seen any of them. We've seen three of the mini vehicles, but none of the actual like actual car sizes. So we're going to get one here, um, and that will be number 86, and his name is Trex. This is a most disturbing development. 557 points on 12 lists, averaged right about the middle. 53.6 was fifth on Transformers Reanimated's list. There's a trend here going, guys. Um, and uh, Track shows up. The first Autobot car. I didn't realize we hadn't had one until I just looked. Um, he would not be one that I would put on there um, because I liked so many of the other cars. But um, but um, perhaps uh, some of his other appearances maybe hit home with some people. TFG1, Mike, what do you think about Tracks? Ooh, it's organic. <laughs> so that was from his very, very short-lived appearance in Transformers Animated. When it comes to G1, what I remember about Trax is him always hanging out with Blaster in Season 2. And then there was the episode with him and Raul starting, I think it was called Make Tracks. It was the, the episode where he, yep. he starred in and they were trying to stop the Decepticons from becoming car thieves. You know you're just, running thin on, on ideas when you're like, oh, let's have a car thief episode. And <laughs> yeah, I just, like, there were so many Autobot cars that originated in G1 that I think I would have put, like, I'd have to look at my list, but I would think of about a dozen before I would get to tracks. Um, not saying there's anything wrong with him. He was a cool-looking dude with his, with his you know, like, shoulder cannons or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, I have nothing against the character. I just maybe he just never stood out to me. Maybe I am missing something with tracks. Um, Michael Wilson, am I missing something? Is there some other to this character out there? Actually, I think the best part about tracks is his toy. Yeah, that's it's, what I'm saying. It, this one yeah, has to be on the a toy. car with wings, and he's got side missiles, and yeah, yeah, it was he was it's and he's a cool in a lot toy. of versions of his toy too. His toy has almost outlived his. Any other like any other part of his character? I would argue that yeah, yeah, and he's one of the few characters that has a painted face. That's true. That's true. Yep. So he went from anywhere from being ranked fifth to being ranked ninety ninth amongst the twelve people that ranked him. Any other thoughts, TFG and Michael? Going back to you, if if we see tracks here, and we're sort of saying that he's maybe not the best of the best when it comes to Autobot cars, does that mean we're about to see a whole bunch of them the rest of the countdown? I mean, probably, most likely. I don't think he's necessarily the worst of the Autobot cars. I no, mean, no, no. He is, and I mean, ranking, what are we at now? 86. Oh, too bad he didn't get a shinier part in the movie. Uh, you know, I two things really help tracks for me. Number one, Michael McConaughey's voice for him. And number oh. two... Once we got into season two and all of Trax's adventures he would have, he's technically, as of season two, unless they have a jetpack, the only Autobot that can fly because he's a flying car. <laughs> so you would think, oh, flying cars, they're the, they're the future of today. You know, flying car of the future today. 
Yeah, I think he's had some real cool toys. I think that must be what's helping him on this uh, spot here, but we'll Maybe. see. We're going to go to our next ranking, and Steve's going to perk up because we're going to actually have another first. This time it's going to be our first Maximal coming up next. Oh, that freaks me out. <laughs> Why? You wanted him to perk up, and now he's just freaked out. He, he didn't want any Beast Wars in this section of the countdown. Like, he wants small bastards. <laughs> he's absolutely vibrating at this point. <laughs> Idiot Maximal. 85. All right, next up, like they said, this is number 85. We're going to have our first Maximal. We've had one Predacon. Now let's get a Maximal in here. Uh, was hi- as highly ranked as number 11, as low ranked as number 96 out of the 11 people that are ranked that ranked him. So he actually averaged uh, 49.2 in the rankings. So that's pretty good here. We're going with uh, none other than, and we'll go to Steve's reaction first. So take it away as soon as you hear the name here. We're going with Tigatron at number oh, 85. What the f- <laughs> are you up and kidding me? I, are you kidding me? That's like one of the best ones for Beast Wars. Like, why is he long enough to make my head spin? Why? Why would he be number eighty-five? Like, I I could He's see on like the list. I know, but I could see I could I know, and I should be grateful for that. But <laughs> every time Tigertron showed up, he was awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, he he saved the day. He saved the other Maximals more often than they saved him. <laughs> Um, That's true. And he managed to stealthily get in places that Rat Trap got caught. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, Rat Trap is more of a. Um, he's a demolitions expert, but. He, he, yeah, but he, he's more of a boaster. Even though he's a rat and he can get into tiny places, Rat Trap's got. I mean, Optimus says he's it got a big himself. Mouth. Yeah, he's got a big yeah. mouth. You, and, can't, and, you can't shut Rat Trap up. Yeah, it's like you just can't take him anywhere. But Tigatron, you know, he can sneak into the Pred base and hack in there before anybody notices what he's doing. And right, um, or reprogram Scorponok Cyber Beast. So I, I don't know. I, I probably would have put. Um, I, I could have seen putting like Air Razor further down because like she didn't have as big of an impact before mm-hmm. she disappeared. And I, I could even possibly see like Silverbolt in a sense, just because he's annoying. <laughs> it's it's interesting because people were all over the place. Three people would have had him appearing in today's episode. Uh, two people would have had him in the next. Four people would have had him in the twenty six through forty nine, and uh, two people would have had him in the final episode. So a little, you know, almost an even split amongst there. The what cost Tigertron was just being left off of quite a few lists. So only mm-hmm. appearing, in, he needed to just appear in a few more lists probably to bump him up a little bit because uh, he appeared in eleven lists and most of the characters that are around him appearing in twelve, thirteen, or fourteen. So I th- he just needed one or two more people to list him, and he probably would have been bumped up a little bit. So um, TFG and Mike, you said you also disagree. Yeah, I mean, first of all. Like Steve said, he saves them more than they save him. Uh, you have his relationship with Air Razor, which goes a little creepy at the end of the series because they become the same person in Tiger Hawk. <laughs> but, you know, for me, again, it's all about the voice. And Blue Mankuma did an amazing job with voicing the character. I can't hear anybody else other than Blue doing. The voice of Tigatron, if they ever bring him back in anything else, here's hoping Blue can get a job again with, with as that character specifically. But there's two things. That there's 
there's the voice and there's also he represented a calmness a oneness a stillness with the environment that they were everybody else was frantic i mean optimus wasn't as frantic as, as everybody else but like Tigatron was that calming that the Maximals needed. Like, you you look at, um, what is it, Call of the Wild, where he has to teach them, you know, to hone their beast modes yep. and all of that. Like, that episode is a stellar episode for him because it's just cool. And then his, his big cat, little cat thing with Cheetor I always thought was fun. <laughs> Michael Wilson, do you agree or disagree with the other two? They're saying that this is too... Low in the countdown. I might agree. Yeah, I really like the character. I really like uh, Blue Mankuma doing the voice. Uh, I, as Mike said, the the uh, relationships between the ca- characters in Beast War, well, Beast Wars, they didn't have a whole lot of characters. So mm-hmm. the the relationships between the characters defined the show. Yeah, absolutely. They were one more the, rich. One of the strengths. Yeah, one of the strengths of the show for sure. So that was the reaction for our Maximal on the countdown. We'll see what kind of reaction we get out of our next slot as we get closer to top 80 here. Oh, yes. And I believe we have another failure. Yes. This one comes in at 84. (laughs) Number 84. Well, we just had our first Maximal. How about our second? So our second Maximal on the countdown. Back-to-back Maximals here. So uh, beating him out by three points because he was on two more lists. As high-ranked as 14, as low-ranked as 96, and all the places in between. We're going with none other. Can't wait for the reaction. Tigertron at 85. How about Depth Charge at 84? Ooh, ain't that a kick in the lug nuts. <laughs> Depth charge at 84. Okay, stop. We're going to turn Cybertron into a giant mud pit. The Beast Unleashed podcast. I'm a little irritated by that because, like, I mean, I know he wasn't in the show for very long, but one, you have the awesome voice of David Soboloff. Two, mm. he just looks cool. He Three, was one of the coolest looking Beast Wars characters in the whole series. Oh, I know. He's Big got shielding, he can fly, and he can go underwater. Yeah, um, he's a badass. Yes. Yeah, so he can do pretty like, much everything. All he top can impact. 20. But I was maybe expecting some of them to be a lot higher than where they've fallen at this point. And uh, blow it out your exhaust port, Primal. I mean, nobody talks to Optimus Primal like that. Nobody. (laughs) Exhaust port optimal. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's the thing. Like, Depth Charge is... He's one of, if not the... I think he's the only. So, Steve, you can correct me on this. He's basically the only character that essentially came from... Okay, they all came from Cybertron, but after everybody was already there, as we've said, he starts in Season 3, and he's coming from deep space tracking because he's tracking Rampage's spark. It's like, holy crap, how do you have such an awesome character only in the 80s? Yeah, I mean, like I said, Beast Wars uh, has an uphill battle to climb when it comes to, you know, G1 and all of the different G1 spinoffs that have happened since then. So I I think some people were turning a blind eye to Beast Wars characters in general. 
I don't know if they didn't consider them Transformers or why they left some of them off the list, but uh, I think Depth Charge is definitely deserving of being on the list, and I am happy that, as far as the rankings so far, that I would put Depth Charge ahead of Tigertron, me personally, and I would put him ahead of Inferno. Um, so I'm happy that it, he was at least higher than those guys, because I think he's a badass mm-hmm. character. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how much I, love I, people were giving the beast wars characters. I feel like beast wars gets crapped on by the, by the fandom, which is oddly funny about it because without beast wars, the fandom would have died 25 years ago. Yep. Uh, Cause people were just sick and tired of the G one motif and the, the action masters and the pretenders and all the, the gimmicky stuff that they're throwing at us again now. And people are getting sick of and deciding, well, I don't really need this version. Um, I I feel like they've, uh, at least since the movies have come out, people have gotten back to that. Oh, well, you know, and I understand different versions of Transformers are that person's Transformers. But I, I feel like they all kind of deserve their own individual part of the limelight. Whereas you look at the G1ers, purists, and then you look at the the movie verse purists and you know certain certain other portions of the the franchise i mean looking at the the machinima series the um combiner wars titans return and prime wars everybody crapped on it pretty hardcore cuz it wasn't very good and it then was bad. yeah it was it was very poor um but i'll give them this the acting was at least a little bit better because they had real actors um, and I'm not saying anything about, you know, the, the war for Cybertron cause about 50% of them are, are really good. And then the other 50%, and I don't know if it's because of voice direction and, and I'm going off on a tangent here, but <laughs> the, my soapbox, but I feel like, you know, no matter which version of transformers you enjoy, I feel like they all have a place that should be remembered. Absolutely. That's why I'm, I'm just happy every time we see a Beast Wars character show up, because um, I don't know how many we'll have, so I, I think it's good. Uh, Michael Wilson, I'll give you the last word on Depth Charge. Uh, I agree with uh, my colleagues. I <laughs> I like that character. I like David Sobolov's voice. He's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, we actually had an interview with him uh, where he correctly mm-hmm. pronounced the character's name. Depth Charge. Depth Charge. <laughs> yeah, because we were saying Depth, depth Charge. Charge. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Let's see if we get our third maximal in a row or not. Coming up next. Me, Grimlock, coming at 83? No. All right. Next up is number 83. It might not be a maximal, but I feel like it's in the same family in a way, in a in a spiritual way. Let's go with our first of another kind of character. How about our first Dinobot? And we are going to go with number 83, Slag. Me, Slag, say you full of beryllium baloney! Me, Grimlock, say you full of cesium salami! Beryllium baloney! So Slag is coming up next with 564 points on 12 people's lists, anywhere from 27th to 81st. Cole Krishna had it the highest at the 27th mark. Um, interesting, I didn't know if we would see more than one Dinobot not counting actual Dinobot, but I didn't know if we would if we would see more than one. I thought maybe it would just be one, but here we have Slag coming number eighty three. TFG one, what do you think about that? That's some cold hard slag. <laughs> I uh, first of all, I'm sorry to all you people in the 
UK, but slag, 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 slag. His name is Slag. It is not Slug. <laughs> Sorry. <Fair> enough. <laughs> the Neil Ross character Slag. Mike, any thoughts besides that his name is not Slug? Uh, I... Beryllium baloney. I just can't get used to it. Okay, I don't know what any of that means. Steve, any thoughts on Slag? Um, I, I think that I, I mean I'm glad that he made the list because he's still one of the uh, one of the the original five Dinobots before they mm-hmm. and and plus he was in the movie and whether they're intelligent or not doesn't really matter because they're just Fun. insanely strong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they kicked Unicron's wanted... butt. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted Slag as a toy. I never had the Slag toy. I had. Sludge and Snarl, um, but I n- never had Slag or Grimlock or Swoop. Um, but uh, Michael Wilson, what do you think about Slag? I like Triceratops, so he gets my vote. <laughs> I like Woo-hoo. it. That's the best reasoning so far about any character mm-hmm. on the list. All right. Dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> let's get away, I guess, for a second from the the Maximals and the Dinobots and all the animal-related. Uh, let's go back to just a straight-up uh, vehicle. Let's see what's next. It's time for 82! We have had a combiner in Superion. We have not had a part of a combiner until now. So let's go with number 82 as our first one, the Decepticon, Motormaster. According to Teletron 1, Motormaster should be coming down this road right about now. Motor Master, the Stunticon. Um, so interesting here. This is the first of a part of a combiner that we have seen. So will we see more Stunticons? Will we see the combined form of Menasaur? Um, or is Motor Master representing all Stunticons? TFG and Mike, what do you think? I don't think he's representing all of them, but he is a huge part of them. And uh, <laughs> that would be the torso. Yes, yes, it would be. Um, the thing with Motormaster is, again, cool voice done by Roger C. Carmel. And he's basically the nemesis prime for Optimus in G1, sort of. I mean, it, it's kind of like truck versus truck. Yeah, uh, king of the road. Yeah, exactly. The highest he was ranked was 12th by Pia. Uh, Steve, what do you think of Motormaster being the first Stunticon representation? I mean, I'm fine with it, but I, I don't think that the, the Stunicons really... I mean, I know that they, they deserve to be on the list, but I don't know if they're really all that memorable outside of Menasaur. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I think the one that I would make an argument for, and I'm trying to remember, I'm trying not to get my my guys wrong here. Because um, what did we have? We had, Men- we had uh, Dead End... We had dead end breakdown, menace, uh, dead end breakdown, drag strip, motormaster, and wild rider. Yeah, yeah, motormaster is the only, the only notable one, right? Yep, because he's the main portion, and he's kind of, kind of a, uh, could kind of make you think of a dark Optimus Prime, right? In in vehicle mode, 
Yeah, so I get it, like why he's included. Like when we were talking about, um, you know, Superion and and the parts and and Silverbolt or whatever. Like this is, you know, obviously what Silverbolt is to Superion, Motormaster is to Menasaur. So if one's going to be included, this is the right one, I think. Uh, Mr. Wilson, do you agree or disagree? I think so. Um, I mean, I remember him most from uh, the Stunticon job from the yep. Botcon 2011 box set. And that, and those were all designed by, uh, you know, our friend uh, uh, Derek Wyatt. Yes, but friend. yeah, I, I'm trying to think: is there one that we like better than Motormaster from the Stunicon group? And not from the Stunicons, I, I don't think. I think aside from like Breakdown, because Breakdown, but but break for Breakdown, it's more like uh, that G2 variant toy. Yeah, where you know all the Bicon. Uh, Exclusives are kind of like variants of that that uh, G two breakdown. Yeah, they repainted know, them like three times. I know I'm beating a dead horse, but I just I think it's one of the most interesting parts about this countdown is how combiners are handled and what what people did with them. So we'll see how mm-hmm. that continues or doesn't continue as we move forward. But first, let's get back to the world of Autobot cars next. Let's have it for eighty one. Already had tracks at eighty six. Our second Autobot car shows up here at number eighty one, losing a tie with another character. Uh, Five hundred seventy three points on fourteen list, almost an average of sixtieth as far as ranking. The highest ranking was sixth by Transformers Reanimated. Come on, Soundwave, make my day. I'm here, medic. The damage is too severe. I'm gonna have to amputate. What? Don't worry. Cybertron service will issue a replacement leg within six to eight solar cycles. Oh! Uh, couldn't I get a second opinion? We're going with Red Alert here at number 81. So, Red Alert, um, both been depicted as a male and a female in different, um, parts of the franchise so red alert here at number 81 let's start with michael wilson here um so we had tracks now we have red alert what do you think i think red alert is one of the more memorable of the autobot cars yeah. uh mostly because he had a mental illness yeah he was uh, uh profoundly um paranoid paranoid yeah that's it you know it's not paranoia if they're actually after you <laughs> but he, um, yeah he, he i i don't think they like addressed it as a a mental illness with him it, mm-hmm. you know but uh it was it was the first time as a child i had been introduced to paranoia and i took yeah, it really yeah. seriously it was <laughs> like, an interesting interesting thing and a brave thing for them to include and i'm glad they included that portion mm-hmm. in g1 i think that's one of the better things that they did as far as some of those things that are just more than just uh you know laser fights against each other where they kind of dive into some of the character there. So um, obviously portrayed as a female surgeon in Transformers animated um, TFG one. What is your favorite version? of? I like the original, but mm-hmm. I wish that the animated version had a little bit more than one scene to fix hot shot. That was, uh, she only appeared in Transwarp, the three parter that opened season three. She may have appeared in background shots and crowd shots, but her only speaking role, to my knowledge, in animated was when she was basically replacing Hot. 
He's like, ow, my leg. Like, it'll be fine, kid. She's going to get you a new one. As far as the G1 character goes, I... Between, and I, I'm, at this point, I kind of hope they don't, but I'm sure Hoist and Grapple will show up somewhere, maybe, hopefully not, but maybe. Between Red Alert, Hoist, Grapple, and Inferno. So Red Alert and Inferno and Hoist and Grapple. I always felt that they were trying to do things with those characters that us kids of the 80s probably shouldn't have known about. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I never kind of I know that those are kind of more of the emergency, I guess, type vehicles or whatever. I always put him in like the second tier with like Blue Streak and Smokescreen and 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 some of those cars because I didn't think they got quite as much time as as a few of the other ones that we'll for sure probably see come up later. But I think Red Alert's definitely deserving. Uh, Steve, last thoughts on Red Alert before we move on? Uh, while I like his design, I think I prefer the Armada trilogy. Um, the Unicron Trilogy version better just because he was more fleshed out. Uh, but in this this instance, he does uh, he does kind of fill a void of, you know, it, TF Wiki kind of represents it well of saying, bot who cried wolf, uh, <laughs> and, and just being utterly, utterly pessimistic and uh, not really wanting to be in any particular situation. And uh, I, I think it's funny that, you know, he's portrayed the way he is. Um, I think, I think that it's helpful just knowing, even though it's a bad kind of trait in a sense of being paranoid, I think that it's also helpful because, um, he's more aware of things. Whereas some of the other Autobots are just like, let's just run into, you know, the middle of something. Let's not worry about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's, there's a thing of being prepared and being overprepared. And I just have to say this one last thing. What I mentioned earlier, where Inferno saves him and Inferno's holding him like a, a rescued damsel in distress. I love the TF Wiki's caption under that image. Images like this, and yet Trax gets all the innuendo. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right. Let's see who won the tiebreaker with Red Alert coming up next. That's right. Winning the tiebreaker because this character appeared in one more list. So this is our official number 80 uh, on our rankings. And we're going, we've only done this one other time. We, with Frenzy, that was TFG1 Mike who had the highest ranking of Frenzy. Mike, you have the highest ranking of this character as well. You had this one ranked at, well, I won't say quite yet, but it is our second cassette. So another of Soundwave's minions. We're going with Ratbat at hmm. number 80. This one surprised me. Um, but. Mike, you had it the highest ranked at 26. It also had some 28s, right. 34s, 37s, all the way to 96, 97, 99th. So a little all over the place. Why Ratbat, Mike? Again, like I said earlier in the episode, Rumble, Frenzy, Ravage, Ratbat is how I how I rank them. And I rank them from lowest to highest. So, you know, you said Frenzy was my 24th. So uh, then obviously yes. Rumble is my 23rd. So when I was looking at 23 to 26 or whatever it is, that's all I went with because I remember Ratbat. I remember two things about Ratbat. I remember his appearance in the movie, which didn't go over so well. I think one of Blaster's cassettes kind of destroyed him a little. 
And then I remember Victor Caroli's description of Ratbat, like what he was supposed to do. Then the Decepticons decided to increase their spying abilities with Ratbat. As a bat, Ratbat can hide in crevices that Laserbeak can't reach, and he's especially effective in tunnels, caves, or in the darkness of space. Ratbat reports on the Autobots' most carefully guarded secrets. Now, for those and most people that are listening to this at this podcast will know for those that are first time listeners back in G1, Victor Caroli would do various cartoon descriptions, introductions, character things for various characters. And Ratbat was one of them. And I always thought it was cool what his description was, even though he very rarely ever got good screen time. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I guess I never grouped him with the main cassettes for some reason. I don't know if it's just because I didn't have the toy or because I didn't remember him as much from the cartoon. I would have put uh, five cassettes ahead of him. Um, but maybe it's just a blind spot for me. Steve, do you remember much about Ratbat? Uh, well, as far as the animated series, I know he goes all the way through the Headmasters cartoon. I think he pretty much takes over for like Laserbeak and Buzzsaw. Um, Buzzsaw. Uh, because he gets seen more often into uh, the the headmaster's continuity, uh, you see him a lot more uh, with Ravage and being used by Soundwave and Soundblaster. Uh, you still see Rumble and Frenzy, and it, Laserbeak and Buzzsaw are uh, are there, but they're kind of more or less destroyed. Um, but yeah, the the other thing that makes him notable is. In the Marvel Comics universe from the 80s, he was the chief fuel auditor of the Decepticons and had an office on Cybertron in Polyhex um, where he ended up doubling his leader after Straxus was killed by Blaster in the smelting pool. Uh, so he, uh, he kind of became the, the, the one of the leaders that rotated in that you kind of got to hear more from. Uh, in in the comic universe, and and although he wasn't very much frequent after that, uh, he did show up for a while as as kind of a major thorn in their side. He was also a really really sinister senator in the IDW continuity. Ratbat's pretty badass. You guys know right. a lot more senator about Rabbit. Rabbit than I do. Michael Wilson, <laughs> last word on Ratbat. Uh, I think um, Steve mentioned that Ratbat was. Uh, highly featured in the Marvel comics back in the 80s, and he became the leader of the Decepticons. Uh, and he had a lot of kind of harebrain ideas, like the car wash of doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. That 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 means we're going to be going yeah. into our 70 territory now. So we have four picks left today. They're all in the 70s. Uh, let's see where we start off. Well, it's time for 79. All right. It's been a little bit of time since we've had our last mini vehicle. We had a rash there in the 90 to 87 with a swerve, warpath, and power glide. We're going back there uh, for number 79. As high as ranked as 16th on DJ Valentine's list. Um, on 14 list overall, we're going with. Brawn here. 
at number 79. So one of the original mini vehicles also kind of appeared in a number of different ways and animated and in the live action movies. Wrong again, you dipstick tape deck, etc., etc. Um, and I guess you had X Braun too. Um, but, uh, Braun, TFG and Mike, what do you think? And is he deserving of being ahead of Power Glide, Warpath, and Swerve? Oh, yeah. But the thing with Braun is he is portrayed in the animated series as, like, I don't want to say it this way, but basically built for tough kind of thing. Like, he can take anything and yet one shot in the movie. And I get it. It's a commercial. They were moving in the 86 line. I understand it. But I was hoping that Braun would have survived a little bit longer in the movie than what he actually did. Because in the show, he's essentially the Autobot's muscle. And it's cool, and it's awesome. And sometimes, being the muscle, you don't always get a brain, even though the brain is a muscle. Uh, he actually did have some good ideas. Like, every time that uh, Huffer decided to do something stupid, Braun would always have to save him. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I was never, like, huge on Braun, but I get it. Uh, he's one of the more classic of the many vehicles, so I can understand it. Mr. Wilson, what do you think of Braun being here? I like Braun. I think of Braun, again, as, as uh, Mike mentioned, as the muscle. I always kind of equated Braun with uh, Raphael of the yep. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Yeah, extreme He's attitude. Extreme attitude. He's like, well, you want a piece of me? Yeah. Oh, Jose Canseco bat. <laughs> Tell <laughs> me I didn't pay money for this. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> One of the best lines there. Yeah. Um, all right, so Braun at number seventy-nine. Let's see where we go next. Let's hear it for seventy-eight. Cool your carburetors, Moon Racer. Chromia to Alita One. It's, uh, it's been a while since we've heard from one of the female characters, so let's go back there. We had Nautica, we had Arachnid. We're going back to a female character here for number 78, as high as ranked 8th for Casey Collar. Um, on 11 list, we're talking about the one and only Chromia. Hmm. So Chromia oh. here at number 78. I don't know what you had some interesting reactions there. TFG and Michael, go to you first then. Chromia is a character that <laughs> she <laughs> she's a character that was used well by Margaret Scott in the Windblade comics because she's essentially Windblade's kind of enforcer. Like Windblade, for those that don't know, is the city speaker uh, and Chromia is kind of her muscle. So think of Chromia as kind of the brawn kind of thing. And she was in G1. She was one of the, she was right. actually, you know, technically out of the three Chromia, Firestar, and Moonracer, she was kind of the leader uh, right under Alita 1. Uh, but really where she shines for me is in those IDW comics because they give her so much to do in them. Also, it appeared in Cybertron, Revenge of the Fallen, Animated Prime, the Unicron Trilogy, Cyberverse. So she's popped up a lot of places. Um, Steve, any thoughts on Chromia? Not really. I mean, I don't have... I, I've seen her in all those, but I didn't really care. Yeah. So I, she's I not on my list, but I could, I could see where some would like her. Michael Wilson, you had an interesting reaction. Then what, what did you think when you heard the name Chromia here? 
I was actually wondering if the Angry Birds version was on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Stella, yep. That's <laughs> sure. Uh, no, I, I like Chromia. I really like Chromia. Uh, uh, I mispronounced that in the IDW comics. Yeah, it seems yeah. like the big presence yeah. there. So, Mike or or Michael, do you think that Chromia? Um, if we see Chromia, do we see Firestorm and Moonracer, or is Chromia the the better of the three? Firestar and Moonracer. Yeah. I don't know because Firestar and Moonracer. Let's see. Chromia's from Caminus in the IDW comics. Firestar and Moonracer, weren't they from Velocitron, Michael? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. See, the way they did it in the IDW universe is that Chromia was from Caminus, which is where Windblade is from. And then. So you meet her first. Yeah, you meet her first. And then much, much later, when they go to Velocitron, you meet. Firestar and Moonracer. I think Moonracer has a higher uh, appearance count because she is work. Who she? Who was she? Were I don't. Know. I, I I'm not sure if I want to see them now because Chromia. I dare to say between the three of them, she probably is the best. Okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see if either of those two show up uh, or <laughs> any of the other female cars, basically that were in. Uh, in the franchise. So we'll see. We only got two spots left though, guys. So let's see what one of those spots is. Merge for the kill. It's 77. All right. Coming up next. How about our second combiner? So we had Superion at 97, 20 spots later at 77, we get Bruticus. Transform to Bruticus! Bruticus hates Cybertron! Bruticus hates you all! <laughs> 607 points on 12 lists, uh, average 49th ranking, all the way up at 12th on Transformers AD's list. So we've seen Superion, we've seen Motormaster of the Stunticons, and now we get the Combaticon combiner Bruticus. TFGO Mike, you're always the first to react, so I always go to you first. That's unfair, yep. but go ahead. It's okay. What do you I, think? I love this. I think it's great. I, I think they deserved, I think Bruticus deserves to be a little higher, but the Combaticons in general, um, they had some really stellar shining moments in the G1 cartoon. They had some interesting moments in IDW. Uh, it's just Bruticus. And again, the, the, as I already said, the problem with combiners is that how much of the individual's make up the overall personality again i know we're not to the constructicons yet but i want to mention this here because i'm talking about the personalities of them in tyler blazinski's constructicons rising for transformers galaxies from idw all six constructicons have their own personality Hmm. and then devastator has his own personality that he tries i don't want to say infect but he like they listen to him and they're like, there's a seventh thing here. There's something, it's a big mystery thing kind of thing. So I'm not sure like Bruticus to me is the cartoon Bruticus, the Combaticons to me. I love what IDW did with them individually. 
So I guess having him here, I would maybe have put him as a combiner. I'd probably switch him and Superion because Superior, even though the the Combaticons had better appearances in the cartoon than than um, than than Superion. Than, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah than the Aerobots. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Aerobots had some good appearances, but like you look at Bruticus and he's got. Well, I don't want to say surprise party, but five faces of darkness. He's got um, what else has he got? He, he, you know, they have the whole thing with the, you know, with Menasaur and and Bruticus and everything like that. In oh, Starscream's brigade. That's what it is. Starscream, being who Starscream is, wants his own combiner because you know right. Megatron's never going to give up Devastator. Mm. And uh yeah, I mean that was cool, but again, Bruticus That was a fantastic two parter. Yes, mm-hmm. yes it was. Um uh, but you know, I mean, I don't know. Again, it just goes to bot ver- you know, combined bot versus individual personalities for me. <clears throat> Michael Wilson, if we could only have one representative of the Baticons, Bruticus or is it one of those parts? Onslaught, Brawl, Blastoff, Swindle, Vortex. Who is the most worthy of being on this list? It's got to be Swindle. Okay. Who yeah. would be second? Uh, wow. You know, I would probably say Blastoff. Um, but I agree. My, my thought here, yeah, my thought here is that because we have uh, Bruticus here in this part of the list, we're going to see Swindle definitely closer to number one. If not number one, uh, <laughs> possibly a blast off somewhere else in the list as well. And I, All right. And I know animated is not your bag, Kev, because you know you were the Cybertronian correspondent for us. But if I'm putting any swindle in here, it's most definitely going to be Fred Willard's swindle because Fred Willard's oh, sure. swindle mm. is the best swindle we ever got. Yeah, yeah there's no arguing <laughs> yeah. that. I might have yeah. to agree there. I mean, yeah, Fred Willard was awesome as swindle, but. There were uh, two or three episodes in uh, G1 that were all about Swindle. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, he swindle. definitely got more attention than most of the other combiner parts of any combiner. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Steve, last thought on Bruticus before we move on to the last spot today. Uh, well, he stands out to me not only because of what happened with <laughs> Starscream, mm-hmm. uh, but also because in the War for Cybertron game, uh, I think it's Fall of Cybertron. You get to play as Bruticus, uh, nice. wreaking all kinds of havoc. Oh, and awesome. they're extremely fun to play as the individuals as well as the combiner. And uh, also of note is that he's from G1 all the way through uh, Headmasters and Zone. There we go. A lot of presence mm-hmm. with Bruticus for sure. No matter how dumb he might have been depicted at times, he was definitely powerful. All right, so one spot remains. Let's see who it goes for today. Well, it's time for number 76. All right, that brings us to our last spot for today, number 76. Well, we haven't had one of these because there aren't very many of them. Number 76 is Six Shot, the Decepticon Six Shot, one of the really? few. One of the few Six changers <laughs> so we have triple changers and then we had a six changer or two along the way and six shot is one of those aka great shot i guess in some type of continuity um or somewhere around there he tf wiki has a 
ton of stuff listed, a lot of comic stuff, um, and then a oh, lot yeah. of presence in the Japanese cartoon continuity, whether it be Headmasters or Master Force, you know, all that type of stuff, Victory, so he's a, a big-time heavy appearance there, um, was all the way up at 13th spot for Solartron. TFG and Mike, what do you think of Six Shot appearing here? Very cool, very cool. I think it's so awesome that he appears here. And yeah, you're right. It's mainly comics, and in the comics, at least for IDW, they are called Phase Sixers, and there are three of them. Overlord, Six Shot, and Black Shadow. And Six Shot, the one thing I do remember from him, from the cartoon series, is... Because that was the cool thing. You know, again, I always I, I say this to kind of chide at Kevin. You know, it's a toy commercial, even though I don't believe that. But, you know, it technically was. But they had a scene where he got to show off all six of his modes. Because, again, back in the 80s, they were trying to show our parents, look, you can buy one toy and you get six. <laughs> It got to me. It got cheap at that point because it's like, <laughs> does that really count as a different mode? Um, it, it, some of them were a little bit wonky. Like I, it's yeah. with the triple changers, it's a little bit more obvious. Like here's a completely different thing, completely different thing. With the six changers, it was like, oh, you know, you just moved something just slightly to the other side. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're stretching a little bit there, but I'll accept it. Michael Wilson, what do you think? Is he a top 100 worthy? Uh, I think. Some of these characters that we're visiting here in, in in this phase of the list are uh, more popular because of the IDW comics. Like if we look mm-hmm. at Swerve or uh, like Nautica. Uh, but this guy, I want to say like 95% of his appearances are due to the, the comic. Yeah. In the IDW comic. So if you're not a fan of the IDW comic, then you'd be wondering who the heck this guy even is. Yeah, like you, you knew he existed, and you knew he he was a toy, and you knew he was present in the animated series originally, but you wouldn't have. Yeah, you might not even know he's a toy. That. I mean, casual yeah. G one fans are going to be like, "What? What's a six changer? <laughs> is that a, is that a thing?" <laughs> right. Absolutely, Steve. What do you think about Six Shot appearing here? Uh, I, I think that he's definitely warranted. I know that he's got a lot of history in the the comics, but as far as Headmasters is concerned. Um, and I'm not counting the the rebirth mm-hmm. season four of of G1 because that's just a small glimpse of what he can do. Right. Uh, he he's kind of his own on his own a lot mm-hmm. mentally, uh, just because he is his own one man army, and he doesn't really approve of Galvatron or Scorponok. And there's even a point where he ends up uh, protecting Daniel. <laughs> Uh, from the Decepticons, not knowing that, you know, and saying more or less that it was beneath him to make war on small children and helped keep him alive till the Autobots could rescue him. Uh, and then there's eventuality. He uh, basically says, you know what? I, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm not, I'm not a Decepticon anymore. And then just leaves <laughs> like at the end of Headmasters. So it, I, I got to catch up with that. As yeah, he's got a long, book. complicated history. Yeah, yeah, I've been wanting to watch that because uh, I have all the Japanese series on DVD. Yeah. I just haven't put them in yet. Uh, I have never I... watched the Japanese stuff. There, there's a lot of interesting stuff that I wish they would have dubbed. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, the Japanese stuff definitely needed to be dubbed because I just I can't read subtitles. I well, just can't I'm going to at some point. And, and he lives all the way through victory. Right, right. 
I, I find this absolutely hilarious with, once again, our lovely resource for this one is the TF Wiki, and under his G1 toy, no, I don't have a trigger between my legs. Will you buy me now? Oh and okay, so on on this on this caption, trigger between and my legs are two different links. Trigger between goes to Megatron. My legs goes to Shockwave. <laughs> I that's hilarious. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, one of the on few that note, Transformers actually becomes a gun. Yep, that's true. All right, I'm going to list off the the results today, 100 through 76. As I do, you guys can gather your final thoughts, and we'll give you each just a quick shot to say what your reaction is to this first set of 25. We had Inferno from Beast Wars, Nautica, Frenzy, Skylinks, Superion, Thrust, Arachnid, Brainstorm, Sentinel Prime, Barricade, Swerve, Shrapnel, Warpath, The Quintessons, Powerglide, Trax, Tigatron and Depth Charge, Slag, Motormaster, Red Alert, Ratbat, Brawn, Chromia, Bruticus, and Six Shot. TFG and Mike, what is your reaction to this first set of 25? It's interesting, and I'm surprised that if this character shows up at all, that he's not in this first 25. Wheelie. Because... I know a lot of people don't like Wheelie, but Wheelie did have a few good things happen kind of thing. But this this 25, man, it I was not... I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting this. But I love the variety of it. All right, Michael Wilson, what do you think of this first group? What is your biggest surprise, or what? Do, what's your reaction? I think it's a, a fitting... List. It's a good grouping. It's a it's a nice variety of uh, you know the different continuities. Uh, going into it, I wasn't sure if this was going to be uh, a list of uh, everybody's most hated characters. Like like Mike said, is a wheelie going to show up as number one hundred, uh, or is this going to be uh, kind of the uh, the median range of you know, characters that everybody likes, but you know, because there's so many that people like, this this is kind of like the the uh, not not the bottom of the barrel, right? But right. somewhere in the, like like you said, you have to have at least 84 votes to get in there, right? So we had a you know three females, we have three Beast Wars characters, we have a little bit of representation live action movies with Barricade, we have you know TF animated represented, especially with Sentinel Prime there, TF Prime represented with Arachnid. Um, obviously, the comics represented um, the Japanese continuity, especially with Six Shot there, probably represented. Steve, what do you think? Good variety? What's your biggest surprise? Uh, I think it's a good variety. I think my biggest surprise was uh, the Beast Wars characters' rankings, and more than likely, it's just because they weren't on lists right. uh, than anything else. And so I'm a little surprised by it, but I'm glad that it's none of the the main core of the series of the season one cast uh, right. that kind of make it through to the end. Uh, They'll make so it in the top 25. I, I hope that some of them make it in the top 25, if nothing else. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what number his favorite shows up in. He's going to be pissed unless it's number one. <laughs> well, yeah, because obviously that's number one on my list, but that doesn't mean as long as he's in the top 25 like, <laughs> or even the top 10, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> You know, Starscream is going to be number one. So. Yeah, he should be shot and killed. 
Um, my apologies go out. <laughs> oh, to he did. Trans- Galvatron. <laughs> my apologies go out to Transformers Reanimated as they lost their number one Power Glide, their number four Warpath, their number five Tracks, and their number six Red Alert all off of their list. So I think wow. that was the one that had the most of their top ten uh, disappear today. So just uh, it wasn't mine. I'd hate to see their, their, their bottom of the list then. Right, absolutely. So that's the first set of 25. Uh, TFGU and Mike, what else do you want to tell the folks? Well, folks, that's it for this time. It shouldn't be this easy. No, but mustn't complain. Thank you for joining us here on the Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown. If you'd like to get in contact with us, leave feedback for the show. There are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our 12 years of content. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple Google Podcasts, leave us reviews, please. Spotify, and of course, any other podcasting client you choose. Follow us on Twitter. At Geekcast Radio is the network Twitter. At all things TFV3 is for all things Transformers. At TF Toycast. I am at TF2 and Mike. Michael, what is your Twitter? Econ CT Michael. Kevin, yours? At Optimus Solo. And Mr. Rubber Ducky Man? At SCP-21. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash network. You can also check out all things Transformers and TF Toycast over there as well. Get your audio receptors ready because in part three of this podcast series, we continue the countdown with numbers 75 to 51. For now, I am TFGU and Mike with... Steve Megatron. Optimus Solo. And Michael Wilson. We are going to close out with this quote from one of the characters that featured on the list. Are you username ladiesman217? I don't know what you're talking Are about. Are you username ladiesman217? Yeah. Where is the eBay item 21153? Where are the glasses? Transform, transcend, and we will catch you next time. This is Megatron, leader of the Predacons. And I'm going to ask you one question. Children, who lives in a colony under the sea? Depth-charge fish pants. Who wants to kill my pitch for you and for me? Depth-charge fish pants. Whose every goodness is misunderstood? Depth-charge fish pants. Who sounds like Batman and Clint Eastwood? Depth-charge fish pants. Depth-charge fish pants. Depth-charge fish pants. Depth-charge...